0: Hi, and welcome to this week's Three Legs, Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with...
1: Sean.
2: Chris. Lee. Spanish Grand Prix, then. Thrill fest. Absolutely. <laughs> flag to flag, fucking thriller, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah,
0: that, both those F2 races, amazing. It I'll friend, tell you what,
1: didn't it? Like, it looked like at one point, something might happen. And it didn't.
2: I'm I'm noticing a lot of those at the minute. You know, a lot of promise. Do you know this is do you know what though? I, I agree
3: with somebody who I saw I can't remember who it was now, wish I'd taken their name down that I saw on Twitter. This is a, it's just a normal Formula One race. I think we've been spoiled in like recent times with like some amazing races. This was just a normal a normal race from the last twenty, twenty five years.
2: Was... Yeah, yeah, you you are right, but I, I I don't know. It's just one of those things where I, I because we thought red bull were going to challenge i think it made it worse you know it's when you, you had all that sort of excitement going into the race and total wolf saying that he expected the quicker cars to be behind and then all of a sudden like lewis hamilton was just like nobody could live with him no no
0: is it me or is he on a completely different level this season
3: yeah well he is every season isn't he let's mm. be honest he's uh he just We were worrying, weren't we, sort of, before the season? Well, not worrying as such, but, like, pondering as to whether, oh, hang on a second, Lewis hasn't done any of the things that all these other drivers are getting involved in. Uh, Is he too busy with his head elsewhere and won't be able to get back into racing when it starts? But, no, he's come straight back into racing
2: and absolutely smashed it. Yeah. Uh, Uh, It's scary, actually, and, uh, you know, any other situation, I think we see people like this like quite a lot. Barrichello comes to mind as well. Um, but you get certain drivers that are made to look bad by their teammates. You know, it's, and realistically, in a different era in Formula 1, Bottas would have been a world champion.
3: Oh, totally, yeah.
2: You know, it's, yeah. it's just because of, because of who his teammate is at this present moment in time, yeah you know, it's uh, he's he hasn't got a chance of winning a world championship, I don't think unless Lewis loses one
3: I agree with what Nico Rosberg was saying yes, you heard that right I agree <laughs> with what Nico Rosberg was saying when he says valtry needs to do what Nico did in 2016 and get get your elbows out get a bit more aggressive yeah fine you know send it up the inside when you haven't really got much of a chance but I mean he's not even getting close enough to do that is he
2: no. Not even beating Max Verstappen in an inferior car.
1: So Rosberg's yeah. idea is be more Rosberg. Yeah. Cool.
2: Basically, yeah. Uh,
3: and Rosberg did manage to unsettle Lewis. Uh, did you Did you hear what you said on the on the uh, I say the grid walk, the grid stand that him and Martin Brundle did on the Sky commentary about is outside outsider's window.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I missed that bit. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it, it, only, it only dawned on me about 15 minutes about it. I thought, hang on a second, Lewis is vegan. That's yep. why he's <laughs> saying it.
4: Because
2: yep. at first I thought, oh, he must just mean have a party. And I thought, no, he's trying to mentally torture him. Yeah.
3: Yep. <laughs> well, the first thing I do if you're in a motorhome sleeping next to your teammate is get the grill out underneath his bedroom window and make sure you're cooking like 10 burgers a night.
1: There's some story, I can't remember... Which teammates it was, but in the nineteen nineties, about someone hiding the toilet roll after a bout of um, unsettled Gerhard stomach. Berger. Was it Gerhard Berger?
3: Yep, Gerhard Berger, when he was teammates with uh, Jean Alesi. hid hid the uh, <laughs> hid the toilet roll after the whole team went ill. <laughs>
1: It feels like it's it's on a par with that level of inter-teammate shit nazery. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, of course, there was the one from uh, from last week that Bottas said as well. The last time that him and um, him and Lewis were in their uh, in their living motorhomes next to each other in the paddock when they were staying at a circuit, and uh, he got up one morning to find that Roscoe had left a massive turd on his doorstep.
1: Mm, <laughs> and- <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I think I think Bottas does want some kind of revenge. <laughs>
2: uh, what yeah. what i would point out about uh rossberg this weekend was uh his if you take out the fact that he's properly looking like something from either american psycho or wolf of wall street um <laughs> if you take that out his input was actually brilliant
3: yeah it was yeah it,
2: no, it was very like, good for it, i'd forgotten what it was like because um, I mean even Button Button's a bit different because he'll do he seems to do like the TV pundit thing but he doesn't really critique the drivers a lot maybe it's because he just gets on with more of them than Rosberg does so he doesn't want to be a bit of a twat Um <laughs>
1: I think Rosberg but, quite enjoys being a twat, doesn't uh, he? Yeah,
2: I think he does, yeah,
3: especially well, the... Look, look, look at the meme, there's no meme of Jensen Button, is there, saying it's no. somebody's career over. Yeah, no. every time somebody makes a mistake on Formula <laughs> One, the Rosberg <laughs> meme goes up with the fire. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um,
2: but like even the... Dance, you know the Ockham the thing with Magnussen in Practice 3... Mm. Um, you know, it's if you looked at that, everyone would have just instantly gone. Well, Magnussen was a was an idiot, but Ross uh, Rossberg instantly knew it was um, Ocon not paying attention to what was going on.
3: Yeah, looking down at the settings or something because there's, yeah, there's, yeah. No, there's no way you'd creep up behind that car like that. I mean, eh, Magnussen tried to do the right thing, but yeah, that was a, it was just a, a a freak sort of thing, and again. Weirdly, I agree with Nico Rosberg in that it does kind of look like, like from Ocon's on board, like he drifted up behind him and thought, "Oh shit, he's still there." Like clearly wasn't looking at what was going
0: on in front of him. If you, if, if you big up Rosberg anymore, Sean is going to have to bring out the newsreader voice and do an advert for beige shoes.
1: But he was wearing blue this weekend, very boldly.
0: Was. Yeah, but he was wearing white pants.
1: Also a bold move, but with a beige belt.
0: Ah, true okay, to character. Yeah. Yeah, there is
2: always some beige with Rosberg. My well, tweet about Rosberg got un, uh, unexpected traction that I, I wasn't prepared for. Which tweet that was, was a good. This? No, the, we
3: probably probably don't want to repeat this on the podcast. Get the can, no, ready.
4: no, you
2: can just get away with it. I said that Rosberg's starting to look like an investor that's going to fuck your daughter. He's going to tell you he's doing it, and there's nothing you can do about it because you really need the deal. <laughs>
3: And, ladies and gentlemen, that was Jacques.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's, it's. I'm, I'm terribly sorry. I've been trying to write stand-up, so being a bit like trying to be funny has become a hobby. <laughs> and one, da- and one day he'll get good at it. Now, now, mate.
0: People in glass houses shouldn't take baths with the curtains open or wank. <laughs> And that review, that review we got last week saying we shouldn't swear too much and I should stop being so aggressively northern. That's gone straight out the window. <laughs> <laughs> who,
1: who
0: reviewed us as northern. that? Yeah, somebody, somebody said we swear too much and it's not big and not clever and uh, I'm aggressively northern or when something like that. When have we like ever that. claimed
1: to be big or clever? Well, I
2: <laughs> think
3: Also, there is an explicit spe- tag next to our name, so, you know, get used to it. <laughs> I think
2: he should swear more and stop being such a pussy. <laughs>
0: Uh, We're going to lose the two stars he gave us. (laughs) Shall we do a little bit of the news before we do the race? Because there's a a few stories going around and it means that Lee gets to talk about Fernando Alonso within the first 10 minutes. I'll get my (laughs) pants (laughs) off. Erectile dysfunction. It's not that
1: kind of podcast. (laughs) Erectile
2: dysfunction is not an issue.
1: (laughs) Getfernando.com
0: Yeah, he's in the Indy 500 this weekend and um, qualified fairly well down the field in 26 but indy is a bit of a lottery anyway mm. um i think we're, we're few, uh when was it the first time it was in 2017 we were talking to um god i can't remember his name adrian from indycar uk who appears to have disappeared we here, did who appears to have disappeared on twitter and it's it's basically 180 laps of jockeying for position so you're in a good place for the last pit stop and it's really a 20 lap sprint if you can get your car that far
3: yeah, yeah, well, if you remember Alonso got fairly close in me to the end of that, that year. I'm gonna be honest, I I, I have I watched that Indy five hundred round at yours, Paul, but then since then uh, I've taken a, a, a fleeting interest in IndyCar. You know, if it's on, oh IndyCar's on. I may as well watch it for a bit. And to be quite honest with you, I don't usually watch it to the end.
1: No, but, um it, it
0: kinda converted me and I think sean to some extent as well we Uh, we do we do watch it Inoffensive,
1: yeah it's 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 reasonable sort of half entertainment in the background
2: i tried after uh, after alonso's first like bid um i tried to watch indie afterwards but i just I, i couldn't get into it i am absolutely one of the reasons why IndyCar goes out of its way to get Fernando Alonso on the grid because he, you know, he's a massive drawer and there's lots of people like me that will watch it only because Fernando's in it.
3: Yeah, the Fernando effect, much like the uh, the Mansell effect in uh, when he went to Indy in '93. But then, um, you know, moving over a load of one sports drivers, uh, sorry, fans to 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 watch this driver in in you know a one-off race is is fantastic but it's the last time he's going to get to do it isn't it because Renault said no more.
0: Yeah, apparently in the uh, in the contract that he's got for the next two seasons, he's not allowed to do any other any other
2: series.
1: I don't know if it's any other series at all, but it's definitely uh, you cannot skip Monaco Grand Prix to go to Indy 500. I,
2: that let's not forget that the only reason Alonso started doing these things was because the McLaren was so bad or the Honda McLaren was so bad. That it was to basically just stop him from throwing himself off a bridge.
1: I mean, it was, but now that he's got the twenty-four hour of Le Mans, he kind of has to get the Indy five hundred.
2: Yeah, but he can keep doing Indy until he's about fifty-eight, can't he? I
1: think, yeah, yeah. How old was Takuma Sato when he won it a few years ago? He's he's he would have been mid forties. Is he that old? He's he's yeah, I'm sure he is. Am I gonna have to? Back to the old days, and I'll do the googling. Yeah, it was about
3: it was about fifteen years ago, wasn't it? He was in Formula One, so that yeah. sounds about right.
1: Yeah, and it was only a couple of years ago he won Indy. Mm. Um,
2: I I also think the Renault will be competitive enough to keep his like him happy and keep his interest. Yeah, yeah Sato, Sato was forty when he won it.
1: Yeah, so Alonso, you would say, you would say Alonso is better than Sato, wouldn't you? So mm-hmm.
4: he's
1: he's got a few years. Yeah, I'm just just looking, actually. Emerson Fittipaldi was... uh...
0: Let's have a look. Um... In 1995, the last win for Fittipaldi? Yeah, when he was... 49. Yeah. So, yeah, Alonso has got a few years left. I mean, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll be, uh, I'll be, I'll be watching the race this Sunday night because we even changed our uh racing schedule for it. And we're doing the Indy two fifty on Saturday night. Not the full five hundred. Um, I was, I was tempted, but nobody else was up for it. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah, I've just, li- I've literally just just googled uh, the, the oldest Indy five hundred winner, and it is Al Unser Senior. Uh, On May 24th, uh, 1987, Al Unser Sr., behind the wheel of a year-old car he had to beg to drive, won his fourth Indy 500. Uh, He was 47. So 47 is the oldest race winner in the Indy 500. So Alonso's got, as you say, a few years. If he uh, does a couple of years at Renault and then decides to go back and have another go.
0: Yeah, what is he, 39 now? Yeah, something that like that. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm, I'm sure they said when he came back, when he comes back to F1, he'll be forty. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 feasible, but um yeah if you, if you're not a regular indie viewer and you want to watch it, um join in with us on Discord because we'll be I'll be uh, I'll be on there and we'll be doing a live chat and I'm sure there'll be quite a lot of our American listeners on there explaining what the hell's going on for the uh, for the people that don't get it. Yes, absolutely.
3: Um, also, I just want to know, like, what has Lewis Hamilton got to do to be the to to get to the record of being the oldest man in Formula One? Because people just keep chopping and changing and making sure that he's not the oldest man in Formula One. <laughs> right. Ra- R- Raikkonen just won't retire, and then even if <laughs> Raikkonen retires at the end of this year, Alonso's back next year. Yeah. There's there's talk that Kubica might get a race seat again next year. So. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, I, d- I think that's looking more and more likely, isn't it, Kibitza?
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, well there's, uh... he's got uh, there's all the all the money, and I think we can take it as read now that Kimmy's on his last year.
1: He's not loving it, is he? Let's be honest.
0: Although uh, I, I'm sure we can
3: we can talk about it now. It was uh, quite funny getting some classic Kimmy radio during the race
0: on Sunday. When he went over to take Roman Grosjean, did everybody else catch that? Oh, he—he no. uh, he really kicked off on him because Grosjean pulled the usual Grosjean move. Sorry, yeah. moves. What the bleep is this idiot doing?
1: Oh, I do remember that. <laughs> yes. <now.
0: laughs> yeah, he kind of unloaded a little bit on him, but um, Gros- Grosjean once again had it had it coming. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about this during the uh, during the course of course of the show because uh A bit to talk about for the review. Um, Just a couple of other little news things. Um, Toto is still being very vague on his future beyond this season. He is. And a lot of people, a lot of news
3: outlets have sort of jumped on this, like he's definitely going to leave or, oh, he's considering his future, which means he's probably going to leave. If you actually read his words... It kind of makes sense. He says, look, we've been a successful partnership for so long, and I'm also a shareholder in the business. There's no reason not to continue, but there are other factors outside of the world of motorsport that contribute to whether or not I make the decision to stay. I think this is what
1: set everyone off, isn't it? The fact that he's alluded to Susie and what she's doing in Formula E. People are like, yeah, oh, yeah. he's worried about uh, like that, and they're gonna, he's gonna go and travel with her instead, and there's a whole panic there. But, eh, we'll see. I them, think they're a family,
3: think... aren't they? If they need more family time, then surely yeah. you know that one of them might have to consider, you know, possibly stepping stepping away from what they do. And Susie's right at the beginning of her her journey. Toto can't do any more than than, than what he's already been doing, so. Yeah. If he feels like it's time to step away, fair enough. But, uh, you know, he hasn't said that he's definitely leaving, which is what
2: a lot of people seem to have taken it as. Mm. I, I wonder whether the new boss of Mercedes is something to do with this as well, because there's been quite a lot of talk, hasn't there, that maybe he might not be on the same level as Toto.
0: Um, I don't know, because I mean, I've mean i seen interviews with the pair of them. Well, actually, no, there's probably there's even more doubt. I've seen interviews with the pair of them where they're being very chummy, very matey, and saying, mm. yes, we both want the same things. Yeah,
2: it's, it's not, I mean, it's not what the rumours have been, is it? No. So. I'm,
3: no, I mean, you can want the same things in that you both want the best for the team, but, I mean, that can mean two totally different directions, can't it? So, yeah. You know. I did. Uh, I didn't know who... Was in all of the Renault gear talking to uh, Christian Horner at one point. That I saw him, and then I saw him again, just off, just to the side of a, of a shot when the camera was focused on something else. I was like, oh, "Who is this? Who is this fat man in the Renault gear who looks very important?" Apparently, that's the new boss of Renault that took over from Carlos Ghosn.
1: Yes, Mr. Renault turned up at the race where both Renault cars failed to reach Q three.
3: But they
0: could have just told him that that was a really good thing. <laughs> 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 but there was a Renault car running fourth at one point. All right, completely out of sync with pit stops, but it looked good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> and Guan Yu Zhou had a good weekend.
4: Hmm?
0: <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, we'll we we'll could talk about it in the
3: in the race review as well. But uh, neither of them scored points either. No,
2: no that is It's really weird, isn't it? It's it, this year the like mid pack is so tight. It seems so circuit dependent.
3: Yeah, it's a yo-yo, uh, yo-yo season, isn't it? Really?
2: Yeah. It, it, it. Whoever gets like the higher positions in the championship, like mid pack at the end of the year, it's basically going to be the lottery of whose car suited the most tracks. Can I scare you all just a little bit, just for for for
0: two seconds? I've heard, I've heard you do an impression of the Grim Reaper, so you know you're good at scaring me. Yeah, well, and, it's and not it was, quite... And it was the salmon moose. It, it was definitely
3: the salmon moose. Um, but the next triple header, we've got a week off, obviously, now coming up. The, the next triple header uh, of Belgium and then the two races in Italy. We're then halfway
0: through the season. Good wow. God, where has this year gone? <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't seem like five decades since pre-season testing. No. no well that would be that would be nine races down and at the moment we're looking at an 18 race calendar possibly maybe, maybe because um chance for a segue turkey nope. and Jerez are um rumored to be about to be announced
3: yeah we, we saw this didn't we with was it um was it the nürburgring and imola when they were announced um it was uh we thought it was going to be announced, and then nothing happened. And it was just like, it's imminent, and then nothing happened. And then eventually they were announced. Um, but, yeah, it looks like a deal is being done to put Istanbul Park back on the, on the calendar. First time and since
0: 2011?
3: I think so, yeah. About right. And um, Which, it was always a pretty good race, if I remember, at, at Turkey. It was uh,
1: I, yeah, for a I pretty s- good circuit. Yeah, I seem to agree. I seem to think it did always seem to put out a good race. It was kind of a, a shame to lose it.
3: And we all want to see these cars going through that turn eight complex, right? Like hammering it round as fast as they possibly can. Mm. Was that where the Red
0: Bulls took each other out? In that no, 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 that, that that really long sweeping left hander. Just trying to picture it because it's it's been that long. You would know it, I think. If uh, you saw it, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to to have to look it up on YouTube. I can hear vehicles and and cats you can hear bruno you can hear, you can hear bruno is impersonating a, some kind of siren right okay <laughs> <laughs> um and of course her um the last race there was the 1997 finale well classic race as well that was on um was shown a
3: few times on the uh, sky f1 channel it was, um, it was shown, during... we we had a watch party for it during lockdown yeah yeah during lockdown it was it was shown a few times it was uh it was a great race um it was a championship decider between um Michael Schumacher and and and, and some gravel that... <laughs> ah, yeah <laughs> <laughs> and also perhaps brundle's best piece of commentary from the 90s obviously brundle's most famous piece of commentary i would probably say is is that glock um but you've hit him in the wrong place was probably his best uh it was yeah. probably his best piece of commentary
0: before that Yeah, it'll be be good to see another race at Harath because, I mean, we've seen it, um, you know, it's been on the MotoGP calendar quite a lot. I had the first two races of this season as well for uh, for two wheels, and um, F2 had a one-off race there, completely independent of F1 two years ago, Yeah, which I believe was won by a friend of the podcast, George Russell.
1: Oh. Was this... uh, Was it... It coincided with like Japanese Grand Prix weekend, I think, didn't it? They just didn't do the flyaway. Um,
0: yeah, I think it was. It was in between. Uh, it was the week. It was the week before Japan or something. But it but was, it's it, because of uh, the.
3: It was because they couldn't go to Japan. then.
0: Yeah, I think it was. I think it was to keep costs down. They had another round in Europe because obviously most of the most of the F two teams are based across Europe and have considerably lower budgets and um, F two. Wasn't owned by FOM at the time and didn't pay for all the transport, but obviously since uh, since FOM Liberty have, uh, have bought F two and really sort of set up what is the what is now F three.
1: It was actually three years ago and it was one. by was it three years Charles ago? Leclerc, was it Leclerc won, won? won the oh. feature race.
0: Could have won. It was two and George Russell won it.
1: My me, my me.
0: memory's not what it used to be. <laughs>
3: So Charles Leclerc, uh, the only one who's recently raced there, of course, uh, Kimi Raikkonen will have just missed out on racing in Jerez with it being in 1997, uh, and um, Raikkonen in 2001, I think he started. Sounds about right.
1: Um, Al- can... Alex Albon was in F2 that year as well, so ah. he will have uh, raced there.
3: Okay. So Rikenham Ry- has uh, raced to Imola. he's is, is, is stuff moving around? I can hear this.:
1: uh, Dizzy has just jumped off the podcast table, so it could have been heard sounds to... like
3: it sounds like somebody dragging
0: furniture around. Did you Is anyone else getting that?
1: No nope. just me no. no must be
0: must be you okay. check to, check to see what Jinx is doing. I will oh, Latifi I will
1: Latifi as well Latifi was in F2 then of course he was because he was in F2 for about 7 years
0: mm, yeah true he was in there yeah. nearly as long as Johnny Cecotto
1: Johnny Cecotto was in that race
0: <laughs> no Johnny Cecotto was in the wall <laughs> probably so Kimi
3: Raikkonen raced at Imola um Max Verstappen raced at Imola in Formula 3 um but, but you know this is uh, Portimao, obviously, nobody's raced there in, in Formula 1, but they did a Formula 2 race, like, years ago.
1: They um, have had
0: a test at Portimao in the last five years, I want to say. Yeah, well, I think it's a bit more than that. I think it was about ten years ago yeah, or something. Yeah, I don't think but it's the,
1: that recent.
3: But then you've got uh, Lewis Hamilton, uh, who will have raced at Istanbul. Perez, probably, Istanbul?
1: Possible, yeah. 2011, yeah, I would have yeah. thought so,
3: yeah. Uh, uh, Vettel and Ricardo. And well, Reichelt Vettel very it, famously
1: had a big crash and, there, didn't he?
3: Exactly, yeah. And Grosjean, Grosjean probably raced there as well. <laughs> probably had a very big crash there at some point Seems of the likely. <laughs> yeah. So some of the current crop will have raced at uh, Istanbul before, um, but yeah, very few of them raced
0: uh, at Jerez, um apart from the lower formulas. And the FIA have put a. Um, a moratorium on teams hiring these new circuits for uh, for filming days or testing old cars. Right. Okay. So you can't you can't go get an advantage and get some track knowledge, like Ferrari did before they announced Mugello.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Ferrari getting help.
3: Ha-
1: ha- <laughs> never. Never gonna. Happen. Never happen.
3: To be fair, Ferrari's shakedown was uh, before the beginning of the season, and obviously, Mugello was announced. To- a couple of weeks after that so they they probably had an idea but it was nothing was confirmed
0: well sure they've had an idea because they own it so if, um FOM said to them can we hire your circuit and It's gonna yeah. take more than two weeks of negotiations
3: yeah of course yeah but that's, that's what I mean they would have had an idea but nothing would have been you
0: know no contract signed or anything standard standard for way of doing business what do we get out of it then we'll talk um, actually talk it now, talking of um, talking of Ferrari. Now, you you think, Chris, that the uh, ban on qualifying modes or party mods is down to the Ferrari engine from last year? Well, no, I think
3: Lee. It was, was it Lee? Lee that said that. It's, oh, it's a knock
0: on from.
4: It's
3: a knock on from so. what happened.
2: Yeah, it, fe- it feels like they're just trying to close loopholes off because, like, from what I gather from the quali modes, it's harder for the FIA to. Um, to govern, yeah, you know, it's how much fuel's going through through the car, all that sort of stuff. Um, so just to put a blanket ban on these quali modes essentially just ties a loophole up that people can use because you are free. I mean, if you can do it and you've got the fuel economy for it, you are free to use these modes in the race. It's not like if there was a rule that you can just use them for quali, um, and apparently Mercedes were able to run these modes more often in the race than the other teams can. So I don't necessarily think it's just something that's going to hurt Mercedes, or I don't think it's something to hurt Mercedes. I just think it's tying up loose ends in the rules after the Ferrari engine gate.
0: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, Mercedes have got far and away the fastest engine.
1: Well, it's thought as well that they didn't use it this weekend in qualifying just to see actually how big an impact it would have and obviously didn't really affect them.
2: That's interesting. God, what's that thing going to be like if they ever do turn it up to nine? <laughs> do you know what I? I really do worry about next year because I. Know, uh, if, if you look at this year, and I, I don't think um, we've had a couple of good races, yeah. But as far as not knowing what's going on, essentially, or and not like it, it being a clear Lewis Hamilton champion year, championship year, um. The excitement's really come from the back-to-back races. The fact that we didn't think we were going to get um, any racing. The fact that the world's been a fucking shit tip. So it's just nice to have something back. I- if next year now for every, for, for every time you swear, I've got to be a, yeah, I've got to be aggressively northern, right? That's done. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if next year, when you think that all the data that's been gathered this year, I feel like the cars are. You know, you as know, you go through a season. The cars tend to filter themselves out into like their performance categories of where everybody is. Um, we're yeah, I mean, start... the, well, I was just going to say the 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 standard quote for
0: this stage of the season, and let's say after after six races, not this time of the year, but standard quote for this this stage of the season is we're learning more about the car every week.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so by the time we get to testing next year. Which realistically should almost be fucking halved or something like that, because you know they've already had so much running in these cars, uh, they they could co- cut costs easily by just not having winter testing. Um, I I just can't see what uh, like what difference is going to happen between the cars, you know, between between now and then. I I think we could we could end up with even more processional races than we've like we're used to.
0: Yeah, I think, I think the only chance of any change we've got last year is how well, uh, last year, next year. And don't forget, testing starts in six months' time if the calendar's going to plan.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I think that the only sign of any change that we're going to see in 2021 is how well McLaren take to the Mercedes engine. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, that's, yeah, that's, also- good to, that's that's it. I mean, yeah, all right, there's the token system for upgrades over the winter, and teams can do little bits to upgrade the chassis. Uh, which is which am I right in thinking it's something McLaren can't do because they're just having to use all their
2: tokens to make the change to put the new power unit in? I don't know, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think that does suck up most of the tokens that they've got to do that.
0: So we'll see very, very little change in the um in the pecking order. I'm just trying yeah, to work and out
3: also, what that cat's we, doing. You, you don't need <laughs> Uh, winter testing. If you if the cars are going to be the same, I would much rather they just d- went straight into Australia and just see what happens. Yeah, yeah,
0: me- no, no, I agree. Me- maybe maybe something like a two day shakedown for you know any new upgrades. Yeah, and then um, you
3: know to give, uh, like teams maybe like McLaren.
0: McLaren are the only team, aren't they? Swapping over their uh, their um, engine. As far as things stand, yeah, but I mean we'd normally have heard about that well in advance for any any of the other teams. I think technically
1: yeah. I think Racing Point don't have the contract in place uh with the Neither do Mercedes. Mercedes. Well that's true. That's true. But um but yeah, I think I think the paperwork has not been signed, but I think we'd have probably heard by now if there were any uh, changes.
2: Yeah,
3: it's probably gonna be a, a Mercedes powered Aston Martin, isn't it, let's be yeah. honest.
0: Mm, the road cars are true although you will, I think you, you'll need testing in some cases because there's going to be drivers in uh, drivers in new cars and new teams so yeah of course there's, there's got to be something to um... yeah but it doesn't it doesn't need to be full
3: on winter testing like we've had in you know in the past where it's like do they chop it down from three to two tests like was it this year or last year Um, it probably doesn't just need like one shakedown test probably you know it probably would have to be somewhere like spain where the weather's a bit favorable in um in february but it doesn't it doesn't need to be this big long drawn out four days of testing one week four days of testing in the another week um
1: or just do it before uh, the week before the race do it in australia
3: yeah could just do just do it a couple of days do the week before australia
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Have, a, have a thursday session
1: yeah why not
3: well, you probably need more than a day, but, you know, just as you were saying before, just like a couple of days, but but no more than that needed, really, I wouldn't have thought.
0: But yeah, I think it, they have been going overboard. I th- um, what was it? Testing was four, two four-day sessions last year, and it was reduced to two three-day sessions this year because of the extra race that was fitted into the calendar. That was That was part of the compromise. We seem like much of a compromise to me. Two three-day sessions
3: is 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 okay if you're going to have new cars. So going, you know, going into the new rules of 2022, by all means, have have two sessions of three days long, of course. But the um the, the there's no need if you when you're using the same cars to have such a long winter testing program.
0: Oh no, definitely not. I'd probably you know if they are going to do it at Spain again because Barcelona has a contract for the winter test, then just have one three-day session. Yeah, you know you'll have all you'll have all your upgrades in place. Either part of the chassis are ready to bolt on. You've got time for your new uh, for your new drivers to get used to it. You've got if you've got a new test driver, it gives them some track time.
3: A tyre is the same going into next year.
0: Yes,
4: yeah.
3: So yeah, there's no, there's absolutely no need is there to to
0: unnecessarily test what you already know. Yeah, Because i mean it's going to be it's going to be the, it's gonna be the spec 2019 spec tires for the third year, yeah because they couldn't agree on the new 2020 spec and then there isn't the opportunity to do as much tire testing this year if any as there have been in previous years for the uh for the twenty twenty one spec so they're just keeping everything the same so they are they are going to know practically everything about every aspect of the car yeah,
2: yeah. I think if, for me, it's just scary where um, Mercedes will be compared to the other teams. I just, I, I don't, I can't see anything else but an easy championship this year and next year for Lewis Hamilton.
3: Oh, no, we'll see so. what happens over the rest of this year, but it is looking at the moment, isn't it, as though um almost everybody who isn't Mercedes has kind of given up on on developing a 2020, 20, 2020 2021 car and it's just focusing purely
2: on the on the big changes for 2022 yeah and even coming down to next year i just, like let's face it we can we can have this whole oh i'm sure botassel have his chance to go win a championship, or you want. But realistically, let's let's be honest about it. Mercedes want Hamilton to beat Schumacher's record. You know, it's, while Mercedes are taking all the records uh, as far as the team goes, Lewis Hamilton's doing his job, knocking off the individual records as well. Um, I don't think they want a Bottas championship to get in the way of that.
0: No, I can't. I can't imagine they do. You know, maybe that's, uh, that. you know, everything's getting set up for all this and that's when Lewis calls it a day.
3: Maybe. Who knows? You know, maybe he's, you know, he's, he's got that one championship more than, than um, Michael Schumacher at the end of next year. And yes, he probably could continue, but there are other things he wants to do. So, you know.
2: I, I think the, the new rules will be too enticing for a racing driver to let go.
1: I I am inclined to agree with you on that. I think he'd want to at least give it one season and if Mercedes aren't the shit anymore or if he moves team and ends up at the wrong team maybe then he'd step away but I think he'd want to at least see what's happening.
2: Yeah, I would agree. I think considering I like I don't just think like Lewis thinks he's the best driver on the grid. I you know, it's, I, I think if um if he's being honest with himself he probably believes he's the best driver of all time and if if the cars are getting bunched up together to where they're racing more i don't think his ego would allow him to not beat the field in a more even situation
1: Mm. if yeah if he if he backs himself in that yeah in that way then yeah the idea of closer racing should actually play into his hands
4: we've
0: all gone quiet we have
1: yes done wow. silence um shall Should we do a
0: we, um, shall we do a race review let's do it. what i was about to say right so spanish grand prix different time of the year to uh to normal um yeah. considerably warmer in uh, in august than it is in the usual spanish date of april yeah April or may isn't it usually sort of mid may before um before Monaco
1: yeah
0: yeah depending on where they can drop Azerbaijan into the calendar or you know yeah you know the traditional the traditional start of the European season or as it's becoming the new normal, the traditional end of the second double header triple header oh God yeah do you know what there's been that many bloody races like this. I think I'm starting to get f one fatigue by the, by the <laughs> end of the third one. Done about about anybody else, you know, the drivers must be knackered, but I'm I'm worn out.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Not as action-packed as we were expecting, and... Spain can be like that sometimes, though, can't it? It's not always the most thrilling venue.
0: Yeah, I mean, one reason the test there is it it shows up what the cars can do, because it's a mixed circuit, there's fast bits, there's slow bits, there's technical bits, there's plant-your-foot bits. And, uh... Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a decent sort of technical
3: track, I suppose. In that you know, there's uh, lots of fast left-handers, lots of fast right-handers, breaking zones, you know, slow corners. It, it, it's got almost everything, which is as you say, why they chose it as a testing track.
0: Mm, and that uh, that chicane that it looks like everybody has to fight the way through at the end.
3: Yeah, it's. People call for that to be to be taken away. I don't know. I quite like it now. It's it's been there for it must be
2: about ten years now. But I don't yeah. see the problem with it. Nah, just leave it. If you take it's... that chicane out, it's not all of a sudden become going to become an overtaking opportunity. I don't I don't get what you gain from it. If anything, like that helps promote overtaking on the straight because you can get if you get a good X out of the chicane on somebody. Mm. Yeah, the old Spanish Grand Prix track used to just go straight down.
3: There was no chicane there. It went round a bit further,
4: yeah.
3: and straight straight down to the last last turn. I mean, that's going back to I don't know. It's probably even more than ten years. It's probably about fifteen years ago now. Then since they put that chicane in,
2: sounds like people that love dem DRS overtakes to me. <laughs> Yeah, take the chicane out and
0: move the DRS detection zone a bit further. No.
2: Yeah, let's let's make it a slam dunk so you can overtake like seven cars with DRS. Are
0: <laughs> Yeah, but if you've got six cars in front of you, five of them are going to have DRS, so you'll just whoever's in front of the uh, in front of those six will find themselves losing seven places and then regaining them one by one on the next lap.
4: <laughs>
0: um, but. Yeah, so starting from the back, um, Williams with a bit of a lack of race pace again. Yeah,
3: same as last week really, isn't it? You know, It's a case of the single lap pace is okay. They seem to be able to do pretty well in qualifying. How much of that is down to the Mercedes engine thing that we were just talking about, I'm not quite sure, but uh, when it comes to race pace, the car just dropped right off and dropped the, you know, both drivers do find themselves dropping to the back of the field.
0: Yeah, I mean Latifi eighteenth and Russell seventeenth, and it's I don't yeah. really
1: remember either of them particularly being on screen or really doing anything either. I think they were just oh they were also in the race.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fin- finished ahead of an alpha. I mean technically no, finished
1: finished ahead of a has. Was it
0: Haas? Oh, sorry, it was a Haas. It was a Haas. Yeah, yes. was it Grosjean it finished was it the last Grosjean.
3: of the finishers? Yes. And the only one who obviously was Charles Leclerc didn't finish. But we'll talk about Ferrari later on. But yeah, don't know what happened to Grosjean either. Um,
0: but we'll talk about Haas well, in a he, bit. But it, I was I was going to say we did we did see one thing happen to him. But going back going back to Williams, I don't know if there's much to say. No, Not really.
1: No.
0: No, they just dropped back. They finished I think was it two laps down.
2: Uh, George Russell was one lap down Latifi was two okay Okay, which means Grosjean
3: would have been two laps down
0: yeah got you yeah um, that mo- that moves us onto house next um, Grosjean slagged off by Kimi um, great save from him towards the end
1: oh when he nearly put it in a wall yeah all by himself well this
0: is the thing yeah yeah exactly everyone's
3: like wow what a save from Grosjean no don't he did lose that it himself
1: yeah. <laughs> just don't lose it in the first place and then you don't have to go making those saves
4: yeah Think,
3: things things like Max Verstappen in Brazil where he just accidentally dips a curb onto you know uh, where, where, where it's really wet um that's that's a save because that's kind of to the conditions and you know there's there's other factors going on there and Roman Grosjean was towards the latter
0: stages of a race where he'd done many many laps. <laughs> yeah, he'd been he'd been around that corner forty-some times, and nobody threw any water on the track. <laughs> Bernie wasn't there with his sprinklers, which people kept asking for on uh, on Twitter on Saturday uh, Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Please don't do that And yeah, Grosjean was just Do you think he's given up as well? I wish he would
1: (laughs) He was He was bitching quite a lot Because apparently the car looked very good On Friday He seemed to think that it was It was happening for him then He was fifth,
2: wasn't he? He was fifth in first test,
0: first practice And then they did
1: some work on the car Between Friday and Saturday And all of a sudden it was shit
0: Mm. Yes, they put him in it
1: I don't mm-hmm. think that's the work he was talking about. <laughs> yeah. I
0: do. Like, I.
4: I.
2: I, don't, I. I. don't think he should be there. I think this is probably going to be his last season. But in, I. I do feel sorry for both of those drivers as well because, it, if even if like Grosjean has a a crashy issue, what like he's always always had, but that car looks like a piece of shit as well. Joe, they're not. They're. They're. They're really not sorting it out. And I, I think this will be the team's last year, if it, or it, or next year will be the team's last year. I don't see them signing new Concord agreement. American
3: fans are losing patience with,
2: uh, with Hass as well. Mm.
3: Um, not, you know, not being competitive. What's this four year, five years in there?
0: Yeah,
1: this is five, I think, isn't it?
3: Fifth season.
0: Fifth season and fourth season with this lineup. Mm.
3: Yeah. So I think that. You know, I can I can see why the patience is starting to wear thin, but they've got to change something. Uh, and I've got to be honest with you, Magnussen and Grosjean as a driver lineup. Apparently, you know, as we've heard, they don't they don't they don't get on very well. <sighs> yes, all right, the feedback that Grosjean provides might be might be really invaluable and great. Switch it up, put a driver in there who might be actually be able to extract the best out of the car. Because I don't think either of those drivers is doing that either. The car's not great, but
0: the drivers aren't getting the best out of it either. Yeah, I mean next next season when we see the team being um, Perez and Hulkenberg, they might actually start doing better things.
1: That would be a lively lineup for them. I think that that'd actually get them going somewhere.
0: Fifth place.
1: That's better than they're getting at the minute.
3: Well, if they got Perez and Hulkenberg in the
0: team, they will they will be running at fifth in every race. Uh, whether what? they finish there or not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pass, passing Vettel in the in the Aston Martin in 11th because
2: that appears to be his new position this season. Well, well <laughs> don't forget Hulkenberg has said like publicly that he's interested in joining Alfa Romeo next year. So his name's been thrown at Alfa Romeo. Yeah, yeah. but Lee, as a conspiracy
0: theorist, is he saying that to throw people off the scent? And he's really in negotiations with Haas?
2: And no, I think he's desperate to get a seat. I think I, and I think he'll sign any contract anywhere.
1: That's the thing. You you'd say these things to try and build hype behind yourself and hope that somebody else believes it and yeah. actually oh, gives shit. You said he's contract.
3: To, yeah, he's so shit. he's talking to Alpha quick. We should probably get in there and talk to him before he signs a contract with them.
2: Yeah
0: yeah he's he's definitely uh, he's definitely hyping himself for the uh, for the next move but um i have seen um down to hass's pace them being um, them being rechristened as Hearse. ouch yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah that's are, a bit they too... are
1: shit though
3: uh, yeah, at the moment yeah yeah they are i mean they've been competitive at the beginning of some seasons because you know they they tend to hit the ground running don't they and a development curve falls off a bit this year they've just they've Joined the back of the queue almost instantly. Mm. Uh, sometimes they've been behind the Williamses and the Alphas. Sometimes they've been slightly ahead, um, but they
0: are definitely one of the teams at the back of the pack. Uh, as I say, alongside Alpha Romeo and Williams. Yeah. And uh, talking of Alpha Rum Milk Float, they're next.
3: Yeah. I, again, totally underwhelming race for them. Uh, Kimi got into re- Q two. He yes. did, which was which was pretty good. Uh, very good, in fact. Given that uh, it's the first time this season that that Raikkonen managed to to get
0: into Q two, and the first time but, for two races he wasn't plum last in qualifying. Yeah, but then
3: look who was Giovanazzi was plumb plum last, wasn't he? He qualified in last place. Mm. So, uh, yeah, okay, he moved up a little bit throughout the race, but Giovanazzi's just he's not having he's not having the season that he should be having, is he? You know, even even in a car that's again not great. He's nowhere near Kimi Räikkönen, who's probably going to call it a day at the end of this year.
0: Yeah, um, it's it's just not... It's just it's another one where it, it's just not gelling for him. I mean, Joe Benazzi last season was... He might be in with a chance of getting in the points towards the back half of the season. Yeah, he
3: improved as the year went on and he needed to continue that improvement into this year, but he, he just hasn't. And it's a shame because... You know, he he looked really promising, but it it much like the Spanish Grand Prix, he looked like a lot of promise, and then nothing has come of it.
0: Yeah, and I mean the the only sort of positive point, yeah, Kimi managed to get up into 14th and didn't have any mechanical issues. That's, it's it's a bit yeah, participation award. Fourteenth,
1: big whoop. Um, but yeah, for for Joe Venazzi I think one of the things that obviously has helped him keep his seat for this year is that there was no one he's in the Ferrari Academy seat. In that team, and there was no one ready to replace him, but that probably won't be the case next year.
3: Yeah, it's worth pointing out as well. Kimmy's, um, Kimmy did a his fastest lap was a 121.888, and Giovinazzi's fastest lap was actually a few hundredths quicker, but those fastest lap times were up there with Verstappen and Sciences times. The fastest laps of the racing points were slower than that. Fastest points of the Ferraris and the other Red Bull were slower than that. The Alpha Tauri's and the McLaren, the other McLaren, was
0: slower than that as well.
1: So it is a fast car. It's just inconsistent.
0: It appears to be, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, where, where are they having trouble? Is it high-speed corners, low-speed corners? Obviously, they've got the the aero looks good in a straight line. <laughs> You see, we're hearing less of that, aren't we, as well? We're hearing less of, like, where teams are having problems
3: because they're all constantly on the move and nobody's really, you know... The, the the paddock isn't full of people who are getting, you know, Chinese whispers or rumours getting spread. Um, so, so we're not hearing a lot of where the teams are in terms of, you know... A couple of years ago when Sorokin and Stroll were in the Williams, it was like, yeah, well, we're stalling, and we don't know what's going wrong. Um we're not getting any of that spe- sort of specific problems from the teams we just as i say these three cars at the back the Haas Williams and the Alfa Romeo, are just slow
4: mm.
0: yeah i'll think I sorry buddy, go on
2: i yeah, was just going to say it for for um for Haas and Williams more so than Alfa i just don't i don't see how they're going to get out of that yeah, you know, I, I don't. I think that the especially Williams, you know, because Williams, we thought were going to be on the march forward, and they, they they've improved. Don't get me wrong, and but I'm I'm not convinced that what I don't think they're any faster. I just think they've made a car which is easier to drive slowly, and that's allowing George Russell to put that car where it shouldn't be.
1: See, I think for me, of the three, Williams is the one that I would say if any of them have a little bit of hope they've got the they're the only one that do, doesn't have the shitty power unit they've got a rookie who presumably is getting a bit more experience mm. and a bit more comfortable with every race and they did do some hiring
0: i mean a lot of a lot of the new williams hires are on the technical and development side um which is unfortunate because there's not a great amount of scope for development until the 2022 car and it could be that williams are just going to be satisfied with the lot until what the what the new hires have put together for the new regulations. Yeah. Um Alpha though, I mean Sauber have Sauber have always had minimal budgets. Not anymore. Um they've always been able to you know, they've had I mean I'm talking before the um, before the absolute desperation times of um the Manisha Kaltenborn era yeah. Um, but they've had the occasional bad season, the bounce back and they made a really good solid car they should be able to do that again now alright under the guise of Alpha but effectively they are they are still Sauber, they are still the Hinwill team they are Sauber
3: but they're having Alpha Romeo are pumping money into them as well as bloody uh, PKF All and from um, Robert Kubica as well they're not exactly bereft of funds. It's just, you know, or, or or technical expertise, because you know they they do have they borrow quite a lot of parts from that Ferrari as well.
0: But the yes, but that
1: might be the issue.
0: <laughs> actually, yeah. actually, now you mention it, yeah, hang on, that could be a. They've got fantastic brake ducts though. <laughs> <laughs> All designed in house. Exactly, absolutely.
2: Swiss brake ducks. <laughs> the only reason I think things might be slightly more rosy, for even Haas as well, I suppose, in this situation, is, um, you know, Ferrari have got to sort their issues out. And so for a knock-on, it's not necessarily the money that's in Salba or Haas which is going to make the difference. It's going to be the lorries of money that Ferrari are willing to stick into the furnace to sort their problems out will have a mm. knock-on effect on those teams.
0: Yeah, I mean, make, making an engine that um, works, for starters.
4: It did Le- work.
2: Legally works. <laughs> <laughs> it, it worked fine. <laughs> just <laughs> works it without ready. cheating. Yeah, the problem problem was it was like fucking a nuclear fission reactor in the back, wasn't it? That was the issue. The thing didn't even use petrol. Yeah, I
0: ran the hundred meters in eight <laughs> seconds, but for God's sake, don't make it pee in a cup afterwards.
4: Yeah,
2: I was just I was just gonna say it was about as fucking legal as Brock Lesnar.
0: <laughs> I was gonna go for Johnny Manziel, but same, same thing. <laughs> so I mean, yeah that that could be a, that could be a thing that helps Hassan Alpha out and Williams are doing things the Williams way and improving things themselves internally because it's what they've always done.
2: I think Williams are doing the clever thing of being exceptionally quiet. You know, I, the, the There was a lot of like cringy interviews with Williams last year where we were constantly being told how they were actually doing really well. We were wrong. It, it wasn't all awful. They were actually doing really well, and it was fine. Yeah. I, think, uh, I think silence is their strength at the moment. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, you, you don't see um, half as much of Claire Williams on TV as he did last season. No. You know, if, the, if, there was, uh, if there was anything ever going on in the paddock, even if it wasn't related to her, she was grabbing the microphones and putting them into her own face.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And this year she's been much more in the background, as has everyone from the team.
2: I'm going to get some stick for this because got, you got there's certain things you're not allowed to say anymore. You're going to get some I sticks she, for for this because you're opening your mouth. <laughs> I I think she's the worst team boss in my memory. In my, the my memory of watching Formula One, I think she's the worst team boss.
3: Um. I would argue that Paul's um formerly mentioned Manisha Kaltenborn who signed four drivers for two seats.
1: Yes, the infamous Guido Garde incident.
2: Yeah. yeah, but let's be fair, that car wasn't too
1: bad. Because she stole Guido Garde's money. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean business wise anyway. that was that that was terrible.
2: on it was track. Ter- that- it was a terrible move, but like I, I still I would still prefer uh, if I if I was that that team and those investors I'd have still preferred that move and the team not to slowly crumble around me while I'm going It's fine. Everything's <laughs> okay. Just don't worry about it. My name's Williams. This will naturally sort itself out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um All right, quick quick listeners, Paul. If you can think, um let us know who you think has been the worst team boss. Don't all tweet in and say Clyde Williams, but any other suggestions for who's been the worst team boss? I reckon Eric yeah.
1: Boulier will get a couple of shouts.
0: Oh, yeah, oh, there's a no. chance.
3: Eric Boulier was fantastic
1: at he disaster was.
0: management. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, but yeah, he'd, usually, he'd
0: usually cause the disaster. No, I, I
3: don't, no, not I don't at all. think so. No,
2: no. I think when- he was really good
3: yeah when when lotus had no money and were basically the the, the whole team was, was was disintegrating before renault came and saved them eric boulier was the calm man uh like sort of the calm face doing all the interviews and everybody genuinely believed him despite the fact he was full of shit and he did the <laughs> same job at uh at mclaren he mclaren was spent... an awful place when he joined mclaren and he spent the entire time convincing all the McLaren fans that, yeah things aren't great but you know we're um we're, we've got a really good working relationship with everybody around the team so it's just a case of making sure that we work really hard
0: it was rubbish absolute <laughs> Tosh Eric <laughs> Boulies, I mean, you... Eric Boullier spent three years in a McLaren shirt answering a different question to what had been put to him when he answered something at all and didn't just go off on another complete tangent that was and exactly s- what he was hired for and yeah, stop exactly. just short stop just short of saying we keep pushing.
1: I mean, we've yeah, no yeah. idea how good Cyril or Beeta is or not because you've no idea what the feck he's on about. This is Just, true. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but the the
1: yeah, I think
3: Eric Boulier, even though he will probably get a few mentions for for being the worst team boss, actually not a terrible team boss because he his job was not to manage the team as such. It was it was deflect deflect the shit that
2: hit the fan away from. He was from a the fireman. Team. That's what yeah. he was. He was a fireman. He wasn't a team boss.
1: And a pastry chef.
2: Let's face it, right? There was No, a time... no, he wasn't a pastry chef. He kept the pastry chefs in business. <laughs>
1: there <laughs> was a time... Past- pastry he
2: was... enthusiast.
1: Uh-huh. He
2: was head for Lotus, wasn't he? He joined yeah. the team when it was Lotus. I think like, he might have a...
1: joined it when it was still Renault. And yeah, sort of been through when... that era.
2: And when Kimmy. Decided. Sorry, lads. If I don't get paid, no more work's getting done. And essentially pulled his pulled his tools off the butt off the off the job. Cyril Abia made all that sound fine. He said, "Ah, oh, he's just got a sub back. Can he be fine?"
0: You oh, mean Eric Boulier? All right, I've got yeah, a worse sorry, I, that's I've got a worse <laughs> one for you, Craig Pollock. head of B. Boss at BAR when they first started, fired by the team he
2: set up. Oh, yeah. Um... <laughs> Claire, Claire Williams would have been fired if she wasn't, like, if she didn't, if she wasn't a Williams. To be fair, you know, it was so bad they replaced him with Dave Richards. Mm, that's not ideal. That's not ideal at all. Wasn't Adrian Reynard
3: part of that team as well? He was the American part of British American Racing, wasn't he?
0: um yeah they, they made the chassis
3: yeah but he was but he wasn't team boss or anything he was
2: just there quite often yeah the only Go issue i think i think he was like technical like, director the only the only thing i come at with that with is i would say that he brought a shit team into formula one he didn't destroy a team that was second in the championship
0: Well, he didn't bring a shit team into Formula One. He bought a shit team, and they carried on being just as shit because he bought Tyrrell.
2: That's what I mean, but he didn't take a a team that was second in the World Championship to, like, four seconds off the pace.
3: Hang on a second. Can we just um, do a little bit of history?
2: He hired Ricardo Rosset.
3: Let's just do a little bit of history here. BAR became Honda, became Braun, became mercedes yes so (laughs) you know yes there's a few buyouts going on there and it's it's totally not the same team that it was way back when but williams has been williams since the 70s yeah um they are yeah they are way way down on where they expect to be i mean they were they were winning races in the 80s they were winning races in. I mean, they won championships. Did they? they Did not Nelson P. K. win a championship in a Williams? One of his championships. Yeah, I'm sure. It's yeah. Uh, it was like '87, I want to say. And then obviously they they were were still winning races when McLaren were dominating for the next few years. And then Williams took over again with uh, with the Mansell Prost uh, era. And then obviously Michael Schumacher had his couple of years. But then you had Hill, Villeneuve. Yeah Williams were on the cusp even going right up to where Juan Pablo Montoya what what years were they sort of 2003 2004
0: uh, yeah, Montoya yeah. Yeah, Montoya at Williams yeah yeah Montoya so, was second in the championship that year should have won the world championship yeah Williams won championships in uh, 80 uh constructors and drivers 81 constructors <laughs> bless you 82 <laughs> bless you. drivers um 86 Constructors eighty seven won both.
2: Yeah,
4: well, and, look, then, well,
0: look. and then hybrid era.
2: Sorry, sorry, just go quickly. Hybrid era. Williams have done. Uh, Williams did ex- almost without quite having the like the, the technical helping um, that Racing Point have got right now, but almost the same thing where they were Mercedes' favourite partner. They had the Mercedes engine when it was just so far ahead of everything, everything else. but absolutely no exit strategy to uh, for what to do when the other teams started catching up. And that—that's my issue. Williams are where they are because of bad management and arrogance.
3: Yep, I wouldn't disagree with that. To be fair. Yeah.
2: It- anyway. This is a race <laughs> review, not a Destroy Williams review. So who's
0: after Alfa Romeo? We'll, save, Alfa that. Romeo we'll that? save that for we'll... next pre-season. Uh, it's Renault next. Okay. Um, well, we we already was... spoke about Renault, how the big boss turned up, and then
3: they didn't score any points.
1: <laughs> they were thoroughly anonymous, weren't they? Like I don't think there was anything wrong. It just didn't happen for them.
0: Yeah, I think that's about it, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, com- coming off the back of a couple of good results at Silverstone.
1: hmm I think this goes back to what we were saying about some tracks are suiting some cars and some tracks are not suiting others. This was a track that did not suit Renault.
3: No, it didn't.
1: I mean, in, pre- in pre-season
0: testing, we were unsure about Renault because we couldn't actually gauge what the real pace was, and it looks like what pace that they had or didn't have in testing was actually their real race pace here as in race conditions. Yeah. 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 Also, o- um, sorry, go on. Well, because like Ocon, Ocon in 13th and Danny Rick in 11th. That's, this is last season, Renner.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We already mentioned Ocon's really silly mistake in practice as well. Um, so, you know, I, I think after Hulkenberg's performance in uh, in the Racing Point in the last, uh, you know, two uh, the two
0: Silverstone races, I think Renault probably have some buyer's remorse. Yeah, I'm I'm coming round to the idea that getting Ocon back in was the wrong move. starting to look that way. I hate to agree with Lee.
2: <laughs> it's fine. I'm not going to gloat, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's he's not doing the job is he and it's it, he, the thing is he just he seems to be at a level and it doesn't seem to be getting better either yeah he's no. not he i know he like like he had the silly accidents so or silly like mistake and stuff like that but it's not like he's doing awful things in the race he just doesn't seem to quite have the race pace well, he's not—he's
3: not, from from what I can tell, and I might be wrong st- statistically speaking. But he doesn't seem to be able to hang on to Ricardo, which uh, you know, Hulkenberg was was doing better than this last year, and uh, they they hoofed him out for Ocon, and Ocon doesn't appear to be you know quite as complete a driver, should we
2: say, as uh, Nico Hulkenberg. One thing I will say to his credit, I think um, for stability-wise within that team. He is a better teammate for Alonso,
1: as long as he and doesn't be as good a teammate to Alonso as he was to Perez.
2: I, d- I don't think he will get you the won't. opportunity. No, I don't think he will either. I, th- I think Alonso, like I, I, I think Alonso is a much better driver than Daniel Ricciardo, and I think Alonso will maul him next year. Really, you've never said that you think anything like that before. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> shock horror I believe Fernando Alonso is the best man to ever put hands on a steering wheel but um, yeah I, I just it, it it's gonna be right you remember the pit in Mortal Kombat
1: no yeah,
2: yeah. it had all the spikes in the bottom and then you had the big dude with the forearms yeah okay yeah, like the boss yeah well that's Alonso and it would be like putting him in the pit against a kitten that's what's going to happen.
0: <laughs> that's a good analogy. What, what if what if the monster liked cats and picked it up and stroked it and nurtured it?
2: No, the best <laughs> thing that can happen to Onkin. Uh, the, the, the best thing that's going to happen to Ocon is Alonso's <laughs> going to wear him and then go and fuck something bigger with him. Oh, to- talking of which, there is crap racing going on in
0: Onkin tonight. Twig's making his debut in the production rods. <laughs>
3: Lee, can you smell fire from where you sat? <laughs> no, I can't.
4: I can't. It was actually,
1: t- according to Facebook, it was ten years ago today I nearly took my thumb off at Onken Raceway.
4: Was it? Yeah. Wow. So yes, there's I, a fact. Yes,
1: I saw my check that you
2: turned the car upside down?
1: No, that was a different incident. Um, Didn't
3: you try and get out of the car and that's when yes, you nearly took your thumb off? Yes, yeah. I
1: fell getting out of the car and put my thumb onto a jagged bit of metal.
0: And the future Mrs. Dan had to drive you to hospital. she
1: did yes,
0: <laughs> in your car, which she got very confused with.
1: Yes, I would not endorse putting hand onto bit of jagged metal. It was not comfortable.
0: <laughs> no, it won't be no, no absolutely not. <laughs> Shall we do our To next?
3: yeah they they were
0: okay again,
3: weren't they Gasly's
0: um getting it together with in terms of qualifying? He's really looking a lot a lot more settled in the car. It's um, that, that car is definitely playing up to his strengths. It is. It does appear to be a good car for, uh, for Pierre
3: Gasly to 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 drive. Um, Kvyat, though, didn't have a, a terrible race by any stretch of the imagination. He did okay. Um, ended finished up... 12th. Yeah, ended up with a
0: five-second penalty. Did he
1: actually... He didn't lose um, position. No, Ocon was well off the back of him.
0: Ah, right. But, um... Yeah, I mean Kvyat at one point having a decent battle with Vettel.
1: Yeah, he, his yeah, race yeah, pace totally. has looked pretty, pretty solid. He just needs to to qualify a little bit better, and he'll be like solid points finisher.
3: How much poo was in Sebastian Vettel's pants when he saw that Danny Kvyat was all in his mirrors?
1: <laughs> <And> torpedo! <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh
3: crap! I'm in a slow car, and there's that man behind me again.
2: I think that, I think Vettel's got more to worry about at the minute. Well, like getting a working radio or something. I don't think he wants the working
4: radio. <laughs>
1: yeah. If it's not working, it's his choice.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. But- his radio
3: works. He just refuses to answer uh, <laughs> the, the stupid things that Ferrari say to him on the uh, on on the radio.
2: We're, we're going to have to jump slightly here, but I think it's um, and the okay. next team anyway. No, no, no. Just because we're we're, we're we're well, we're still an Alfa Um Towery, whatever it is. Um Albin, who we'll talk about later on, does this does it not is it not a bit unfortunate for him if both Daniel Kvyat and Gasly appear to be sorting themselves out at the minute?
1: Technically they did both finish behind him.
2: In a worse car. Yeah, I like, mean
1: it, I mean he should have been further up the road, and the, but
2: and they, they were closer to him than he was to Verstappen. Yeah. Yeah,
3: that that is true. Although I'm very confused by Red Bull's uh we'll, we'll talk about Red Bull when we get to the actually. but yeah. it I was confused by their strategy with with Albon, but we'll talk mm. about that later. Yeah. yeah. In terms of uh, in terms of Gasly and Kvyat, though, they they're doing okay. They're doing all right and I don't know if, you know, either of them will ever get another go in that in the big boy team again. Um, but I don't know what other options the big boy team would have, to be perfectly honest with you. So, um, so long as the clothing brand company carry on doing the job that they're doing,
0: I'm, I think they could be fairly satisfied with how this year started for them. Yeah, they are, they are looking good. I mean, they're, they're looking like one of the midfield teams, which sometimes, yeah. some you know, there's been a fair few times over, over recent years that they definitely haven't. You know, yeah. They've yeah, yeah. looked anything but...
1: Yeah, I mean, we're talking about them after a factory team.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then next, the big factory team. What can be said about Ferrari that hasn't already been said?
3: I thought Leclerc's retirement was a bit strange. Is Leclerc getting um, fined for
0: driving around without any seatbelts on, by the way?
1: haven't seen anything should about do. that, should yeah, you would think. Yeah, he had, the,
0: um, he had the engine failure, which led to the gearbox seizing, which led to the spin. So he undid his seatbelts and then drove back to the pits. He did two laps, didn't he, with no seatbelts on? Mm, two laps. Yeah. Mm.
3: So it wasn't like he just drove around and pitted straight away. He did two laps with no seatbelts on. Well, so his seatbelt, not, not not that it wasn't on, it wasn't uh, that his harness wasn't
2: um clipped in but the uh so it all was... it would have done in the event of an accident is snap both his arms <laughs> but
3: yeah it's um the DNF was it was a strange one because he was the only one to not finish the race uh the power unit just shut down on him
2: yeah yeah uh, electrical failure i believe i think that they, wasn't they his fault
1: electrical yeah mm.
3: It wasn't his fault at all. Meanwhile, Sebastian Vettel, had, he, he, I, I feel he would have had a better race had Ferrari been a little bit more proactive on the radio with him, because I, I think Vettel was absolutely spot on with his radio mas- message back to them. I said, "Oh, do you think we can go to the end on these tyres? And Vettel's response
0: was, I, "I, literally asked you this question like three laps ago." I've got the tra- yeah. I've got the transcript, and it wasn't it wasn't those exact words. It was, "Oh, for fuck's sake, I asked you this before. <laughs> now yeah. I've been pushing for three
2: laps."
4: Yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, I think Vettel had a good race. I think that's probably the yeah. like, it's probably be- his best race of the year, considering where where the car is. See, yeah, seventh. Yeah, I know. But but the thing is, I mean that that car looked bad all weekend, and um, I think that might be one of the big problems he's having at the minute. Is he's having a dose of bad form, and he's in a bad car. Yeah, but also
3: his team aren't helping because Mattia Bonato said, "This is the consequence of of Sebastian, uh, the disappointment of him leaving the team at the end of the season." It's like, well, hang on a second,
2: you didn't offer him a new contract. Well, isn't <laughs> that isn't that like kind of a way of saying? So what's going on, uh, Mr. Bernato? So, all right, what we're doing is we're fucking him on the way out the door. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And has actually come out and said he's surprised by um, any suggestion of there being tension between uh, Vettel and the team.
2: No, I, 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 I agree with him, actually. I don't think there is tension between, between him and the team. I think they've got to that point in a damaged relationship where neither of them give a fuck about each other, so they don't even argue anymore. There's that little bother <laughs> between them. They don't argue. They don't even look at each other. They just like wake up in the morning and go, hire.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know i mean yeah whatever it does carry a lot of tension sometimes
2: yeah maybe they wake but... up in
3: the morning they wake up these are the these are the people who wake up in the morning and don't even say good morning just like do you want to use the bathroom first
2: yeah and now, now, now and again one of them will say well what, what's up with you nothing's up with me i've just got nothing to say to you i mean
0: how, how long before we get a radio message where it's just fine
1: I think there have been a few that are pretty close to that already.
0: Benotto also also spinned the uh, radio messages as misunderstandings and said it was a strength of Ferrari to discuss its plans openly.
2: It's it's until they have a couple of drinks at the works party and all of a sudden Ferrari goes to Sebastian like, and who the fuck is Racing Point anyway? (laughs) (laughs) And I never liked
0: your mother. (laughs) I mean in in honor, in honor of Ferrari strategy I um, I dug out the uh, Charlie Jefferson designed Ferrari headless chicken badge. Mm. I think they did
3: all right with strategy. It was just Sebastian by accident no no no, no. <laughs> no. yeah it, w- it was okay like Vettel's strategy was all right but had they you know those three laps where um, Vettel thought he was going to be stopping because he asked a question and got no response so he thought right okay well I'll push because they're gonna bring me in for a stop. And then they didn't bring him in for a stop. That's what kind of ruined his tyres towards the end of the race. He fell back a place or two. I think he probably would have could have finished fifth or sixth given Perez's penalty. Uh, difficult to say, of course. But I mean, you know, it would have it would have been nice to see. Um, a better position for, for for Vettel. I think seventh, even even though that's an improvement, I don't think that tells the whole story
2: of, of Vettel's race. I think he deserved better than that. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I mean, I, I was it Carlos finished behind him? No, oh, sorry, him. in front of him. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you've got to think if he hadn't have had those three laps pushing where he was trying to conserve the tyres, he might have kept Carlos behind him. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, totally yeah, I think, I think, so I think that's, just the, the three laps pushing probably took off six average laps for him. Mm.
2: So, yeah, I, 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 I read a rumour on Twitter, so it probably, just probably means it's complete bullshit. <laughs> but um, according to, I can't remember what website it was now, the there was a contract offered to him from Racing Point this weekend, and he will sign it.
0: That's at least
1: the third weekend in a row that's been definitely happening, according to Twitter.
0: And and I've just made up a rumour that Manisha Caltenborn has just been signed by Racing Point (laughs) as uh, driver recruiter.
2: But this this has been the first time I've read one of these rumours where it said he's been offered the contract and will sign it at the next Grand Prix. According yeah, to means-
1: blue tick guy from the Italian um from Sky Italia last weekend, he had signed the contract and it was being announced last weekend. So ah,
0: right, I'm I'm okay. calling
1: yeah, generic Twitter rumour, Do I you think. know what?
0: It would be the ultimate fuck you from Vettel, um, for him to announce that he was signing for racing point at Magello.
1: Ooh, that would be good. That Ferrari. would be a strong, Thou- strong Ferrari
0: Thousandth Grand Prix at their home circuit and he just gives the biggest finger ever.
2: Yeah, that's that'd be pretty good. Uh, I I still think it might be the um, Sergio COVID situation, where they maybe he has already signed the contract, didn't want to do it while he was sick, didn't want to do it when they had a replacement in the car for uh, Perez, and in this,
4: oh, didn't
2: oh. want to do it on his return race. You
1: disappeared. You had a little glitch there.
0: you disappeared for a
2: second then
3: <laughs>
0: I, I, I still got him, but yeah, maybe you you lost it. i I, I thought Paul and Sean had gone for a second. Uh, right. I think it was I think it was our internet at this end because I was just getting a Facebook message at the time, so that's ah. that, did
1: that you
2: probably did muted everything. Did you get what I was saying
0: about I think um, we
1: yeah, I think we got the the gist
2: yeah because because with Sergio coming back this weekend, it would have been again a bit untasteful after he's been ill. To then turn around and say, "And we're replacing you." Yeah, I think that's that's that's
0: possibly a little bit much. Um, obviously, if Vettel does do that, then Perez is going to have to hang on if he is going to Has because you can't really, you know, after um, after Ferrari have already been overshadowed once, you can't then say, you know, well, we're sending you sending you a replacement to your baby team.
2: I'm. I, I, I still think Perez might end up in a Red Bull. I'd be surprised if they hired outside
3: of their bubble.
1: I think this is it. I think it makes a lot of sense in theory, but whether or not they'd actually do it, I'm, I'm not convinced. Uh,
2: They're probably sniffing around Antonio Felix da Costa again.
1: Oh Christ!
2: <laughs> I just think I don't think they can take a gamble. When they've got somebody, we'll, we'll talk, Sorry, we'll talk about Red Bull in a, in a bit, won't we? Anyway, yeah, um,
0: in a couple of teams' time, it's actually McLaren next. Uh, Carlos in sixth and Lando in tenth. Yeah, yeah um,
3: they seem to be mixing it up a bit at the moment. We don't think the McLaren guys are sort of in terms mm. of like race pace. Science,
0: science appears to have just a little bit of edge when it comes to the race over over Lando well Lando, admit, um, Lando admitted that he had a bad start and that's what um, that's what held him back because he got held up in traffic in the early stages when he could push and wasn't yeah. able to and it, again it's it's the last it's the last part of Lando that needs work well he's he's been better uh, at his starts this year than he than he
3: was last year but yeah I, I agreed he needs to he needs to get his elbows out a bit more at the start
2: um, I I think they weren't particularly, McLaren wasn't particularly on it this weekend, and Carlos dragged a better result around his home track out.
3: Yeah, that's, a, that's a, a, a fair statement to make as well. Maybe Lando just sort of put the car pretty much where it was supposed to be, sort of, you know, roughly around about where Gasly and Albon are at the mm-hmm. moment, um, with Ricardo behind. But, but yeah, maybe science's performance. Given that he did pass Vettel in the closing lats, it um, uh, was on extremely worn tyres. Sixth place was a, was a
0: strong home, uh, home race performance for, for Carlos Sainz. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have I expected to see more out of, out of McLaren this time, because I think um, it was, well, obviously it was testing this year when we saw what the car looked like it had got the potential to do, and then the, the Spanish Grand Prix is usually proving what the car can do and more because there's been some development time in between. Um, it was, yeah, I mean, like, like I said, Lando's starts are just not there yet. I mean, I tend to forget, he's only, you know, it's only his second season and he's still definitely he's, he's a work. He's
2: had some good starts this year, though. Oh, yeah, they've, yeah, in, yeah, they've,
0: they've, they've improved from last year. And he's still, he's still a work in progress. And his, his last season in F2 was, was um, the car that wouldn't start. Mm. you know they had, to have, they had to have rolling starts for about half a dozen races until they sorted the clutch problem out yeah, yeah. that didn't they <laughs> yeah didn't they end up reverting back to the uh, 2017 clutch in the end because that one worked and the new one they didn't they had to do something yeah. to it didn't they
1: i can't remember exactly what the what the solution was but there were, there were all kinds of issues
3: but yeah, for for McLaren, I mean, we we talk about how how adrift teams have been. This gives hope to to sort of Williams and and Alfa Romeo and you know and Haas as well. That given a couple of a couple of seasons of some really good management, the right people, uh, the right you know the right drivers, you can put
0: your car into the points. Yeah, and you know, I'm, I'm excited for him for next season because because uh, of the Danny Rick factor. Because he is somebody who will put his car in places that sh- by rights it shouldn't be in when he's got the opportunity.
2: Yeah, and I'm, yeah, not, so I'm, he not, should, just, I'm not. He should have a good car as well. You I, know, it's mm-hmm. McLaren should be a, a bit of a weapon next year with a different engine in it.
0: Yeah, it, it just remains to see how, um, how well it's going to take to. Um, Putting a, putting a Mercedes engine in a Renault-shaped hull.
2: It w- I wouldn't be surprised if if McLaren found themselves behind Red Bull and solidly the third-best team in Formula One.
0: Well, that space is definitely up for grabs because obviously with, with the current car, it's not going to be Ferrari.
1: Nope. Yeah, and Racing Point potentially slipped back a bit if they have to fanny about with their brake duct for next year.
2: By fanny about, Jimmy, build their own shit.
1: Possibly, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> subject to appeal. <laughs>
0: Who's appealing that? Who's appealing that at the moment? Right.
1: So Ferrari, Renault, and McLaren are all appealing the actual punishment.
0: No, McLaren have dropped out. Have
1: McLaren dropped theirs because they've remembered Mercedes are doing their engine next year? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, Williams
3: so, dropped out, didn't they? Because for um, that exact reason. <laughs> Yeah,
1: but yeah, for, um, Ferrari but and Renault are definitely appealing the uh, strength of the punishment, whereas len- racing leniency. leniency. Whereas Racing Point are appealing the punishment in itself.
3: Yeah, don't forget as well. It's not that it's not that McLaren and Williams did a um, you know a, a U-turn. They didn't drop out or anything. It was to do with you know th- they posted intention of uh, an intent a notice of intention to appeal which doesn't necessarily mean you're going to appeal.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: It's just that those two teams didn't appeal whereas Ferrari and Renault have
1: Yeah, and I don't think I don't think having more teams do an appeal gives it any more credit so they've obviously thought oh well there's two factory teams let them crack on.
3: Exactly. We we got we got slightly more to lose here lads. Let's just um
2: back out of the argument a bit. Mm.
1: I yeah. do I I, I
2: Although I don't agree with the situation. I, I think it's, it, it isn't in the spirit of Formula One, is it? But if, you know, if if they have essentially just exploited a rule that, you know, that was a bit sort of open, they, I, I, I don't see why taking advantage of something should fuck them for another year as well. That's what, I, that, that's the issue I've got with it.
1: Well Renault Renault lodged a protest again this week saying that well that part was has been ruled illegal, so why is it still on the car?
3: But yep. they've uh, they've been told they can continue using it, haven't they mm-hmm. until
1: until uh, during um, the appeals huge... process. yeah, but yeah, if if Renault Renault keep lodging these protests at every race and the appeal um, racing points appeal is unsuccessful, then potentially they could end up losing more points again because they ah. continued to run an illegal part.
3: Got you. Okay. Yeah. So they need to be looking at having new parts just in case.
1: I think they need to win that appeal, or, the, or yeah, they could they could have a real issue.
0: Yeah, I, I read somewhere that um, Williams had taken FIA advice on whether to appeal the uh, appeal the penalty.
1: How much is it going to cost us? Nah, you're all right, mate.
0: Yeah, that could be it. <laughs> but I, I, was trying to, I was trying to find the story, and I'm looking at about five or six different places and I've lost it. But one thing that I have found is it's uh, Concord Agreement early deadline day tomorrow.
1: Ooh, yes. That should be fun.
0: That's Tuesday, so for everyone that's listening to this later than Tuesday... Um, it's its all, happened. It's hap- Oh, we've broken time again. Future news well, it from it the past. Well, it was last Wednesday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the 12th, and then... Um, Mainly Mercedes are playing a bit of brinksmanship and saying we're not happy about the uh, about the distribution of all the money. Uh, so F1 pulled the date back to the 18th. Now, that's not the absolute cut-off date, which I think is the 31st. Uh, teams will get a bonus if they sign by tomorrow. Fuck
1: it now. A bribe? <laughs> I no, think that's like, what you call that. Like when, <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. No, no. no bo- bonuses you declare for tax. Ah. Uh. <laughs> it's, it's like it's
2: like, uh, it's
0: like when you pay your rates on Sorry, time.
2: Sorry, Sean, you just broke me.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, it's like when you pay, pay your rates on time, isn't it? You know, you get a discount, that's basically what it is. It's not that, you know, you get a chunk of money for signing up on time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like our 30p every three months for paying the electricity no. by direct debit.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Worth it.
0: <laughs> so, yes, I, I did notice that tomorrow, so that's probably going to be a story that drags on well into next week. or Either that or Tuesday news. Yeah, Mercedes mm-hmm. don't sign and pull out, start their own series.
2: <laughs> yes, Mercedes fi- finally turn into what they've always wanted to be. McLaren in the early, t- in the late two, and th- in, in, in the late nineties. <laughs> uh, right, we have got racing
0: point next. Actually, um, Perez crossed the line fourth, finished fifth, mm-hmm. and Stroll crossed the line fifth, finished fourth. So, how much did Daddy Stroll pay these stewards to make sure that Perez got a penalty? And how much was Perez told to slow down and to um, get Lance within five seconds of him so he got the place?
1: Maybe.
3: To be honest with you, I think he was on very worn tyres, wasn't he? Because he, yeah. he only stopped once, mm. Perez. He nope. did a, he but, did
0: the tyre management thing. But Perez doesn't wear his tyres out.
3: <laughs> yeah, but they, they're still, even still, they're going to be a bit knackered if you only one stop <laughs> towards the end of the race. Yeah, this is
1: why I'm still <laughs> sad that Perez missed the first Silverstone when everyone's tyres were bollocks, because he could have actually done something ridiculous.
2: Yeah yeah.
1: I I still think Stroll had a
2: good race. Yeah, you know, th- this was yeah. another good Stroll race. He, and he was more on the pace of Perez than I expected him to be. Having yeah, taken stro- an extra
4: pit stro- stop well. as well.
3: Yeah. So Yeah, Stroll
0: did well. Yeah, I mean Perez's penalty was a bit of a bit of a strange one. Um because he said there was no way of him to move out of the way to be lapped when he was getting the blue flags. And to be honest, if you look at the part of the track where he was getting them, I don't really think there was.
1: It didn't look like Hamilton had any real issue.
0: But apparently I... this, is, this is all part of the
2: FIA's new clampdown on, uh, on blue flags. But you get three blue flags, don't you? So yep. it's not in, just in that one place. He's had them in two other sectors as well. Well it's it, yeah but it's it's mini sectors it's not the full track
0: sectors you know it's not not the three sectors of the circuit no yeah it's yeah, three
1: it's, I, it's I, three I, is it a digital Marshall board sectors. and a Marshall thing so mm-hmm. he could i think there would have been like three in quite quick succession along the straight
3: the top I mean, and bottom if he's of getting it the blue is... flags and he's slowing down to move out of the way you know uh, is it his fault if they gave him the blue light a bit too early or you know, because he can't stop to let Hamilton pass, but he slowed down enough to let him pass. Mm, I don't know. I, didn't
2: I, get look, in his way. They gave two people penalties. Like Kvyat got a penalty. He got a penalty for for blue flag stuff. Everybody back from the racing points. No, every sorry, everyone back from Bottas was lapped, and they didn't get penalties. Jeremy
1: Yeah, no, it's a fair point as well. I mean, I
0: mean, Michael Massey said they are now clamping down harder on uh, mm-hmm. on blue flags. Um,
1: I have it in my head as well. A blue flag penalty comes with a good scotch of um, penalty points. I think it might be three.
0: I think it might be. Let me just have a look.
2: Do you know what I can never understand? I can never understand the attitude of people that think um, there shouldn't be flags and people should just have to... Like overtake people, they're lapping. That's a confusingly common standpoint of people. And yeah, then, then you're
3: not you're not racing that person. They're no. you're literally a lap behind them. And that's yeah, when you yeah. get
1: shit like Ocon going into the back of Verstappen in Brazil when he's decided like, oh, we'll race. Yeah. No. It's,
2: yeah. It's, it's just, that, I love that was just slightly...
3: Yeah, I was gonna say that was just like that was a uh, what's it called. A unique incident in hmm. the 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 back marker had just come out of the pits the lap before and was actually on softer tyres going faster, which is a bit.
1: But I think without blue flags, that would be more commonplace.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's
0: uh, and again I'm referring to IndyCar, but that's how they run things on um, on road courses. There, they don't they don't have blue flags, and you don't have to move out of the way.
2: It, yeah, but it just seemed. Seems bad. I mean, how how many races must get fucked up because you know, it's, it's, like people are coming up to lap traffic, um, and you know, wh- whoever's in the lead might get through, and then the next guy's held up for two laps or something like that.
4: I think it's as not, well, you
1: don't get held up for as long in IndyCar because they have refueling and because you have more pit stops and because you tend to have quite a few safety cars. You don't get the lap traffic quite. As much, if someone is genuinely a lap down, it's probably because you are quite a bit faster than them.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Or, or, I they're, mean, re- realistically. or they're Max
2: Chilton.
1: Or, oh, I suppose you are faster as well.
2: <laughs> I'd imagine with it being a more of a spec series too, that the the lapping isn't as consistent. You know, it's, it's not like um, Formula One where you have a team like Mercedes, which is so far ahead of the rest of the field.
1: Yeah, they also have what you call um, push to pass as well, which is kind of a similar deal to curs, but rather than you charge it over a lap, you get a set amount of it throughout the whole race. I want to say three minutes. It's it's a quantity of seconds, and yeah, you can if you suddenly come up to a back marker, you can just give yourself a little boost and off you go.
0: But I th- I think I think in the case of Formula One, definitely where um, just. By dint of how the cars are and how the circuits are, mm-hmm. <laughs> um blue flags are necessary because, like you said, you're not you know you're not racing the guy that's trying to lap you. So no, no. you know, and um, you know, let one past hold up the second one. It's yeah. I mean, what was it? Um, crate of champagne on its way to Sauber for um, letting Schumacher past. <laughs> yeah yeah I remember that yeah a- another classic Brundle. i think that was actually the 97 Jerez Grand Prix as well ah. may have been because <laughs> i know i've seen i know i've seen that uh, i've seen that recently during a race and i'm pretty sure it was the same race possibly i'll have to look into that but yeah so but yeah a racing point had a, had a decent decent race um, fourth and fifth is a, is a, is a very good result for them and again, this comes back to testing because we saw how good they were in Spain pre season. And they've carried it on. They have. Well, definitely carried it on in Spain. Again, I'm, th- I'm thinking, let's. Jury's still out for me on stroll until I see what he does in Belgium.
1: He's looking forward to Belgium, he said, post race. He thinks it'll be a track that suits their car better.
0: Well, it's the closest he's got to a home race this season. True. Because. A large, a larger proportion of the grid has got Belgian passports than we initially thought.
1: Well, three has of Lance them, Stroll
0: got a Belgian passport. He's
1: got a Belgian mum.
3: Lance Stroll.
1: Yes. Yeah. And Lando Norris and Max Verstappen.
3: I was going to say Lando Norris does. So but Max Verstappen's actually Belgian. Yes. <laughs> and Nico I know actually, hate to hear it. We should you we should do it, some but...
1: more anthem mixes potentially given the sheer quantity of half-Belgians floating around.
3: Yeah, possibly. And
0: don't forget that um, Roman Grosjean's actually Swiss. Yes. Yeah, that is true. Um, right, one thing that's definitely Austrian, though, is Red Bull. Oh, I like that. Yes. Based
1: in Milton Keynes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Binary. Yes. But, yeah... I the Alban st- we Al- strategy.
1: Well, he was sacrificed for Verstappen, wasn't he? They thought... They they obviously knew they couldn't outpace Mercedes on the same strategy. So had to think, oh, can we one-stop him going onto the hards? After a couple of laps, very obvious, nope. Albon didn't well, have the pace, so.
3: Yeah, but I mean, I think, as you are just saying there, I think they the guinea-pigged Albon a little bit because, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, he was stuck in a little bit of traffic, but to put him on the hard tyres.
2: Did you not hear his pit interview?
1: No, I don't think it's... so.
2: Because he was asked why they went to put him on the hards, and he said there was no choice because I couldn't keep the tires alive. My tires were already gone. I said all the way through the race I couldn't keep the tires alive.
3: Yeah, but that was mainly because he was stuck in that train, wasn't it? I think everybody had
2: had an early pit stop, but his was the first. He, yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: he was the first to stop.
2: No, but that—that's what I mean. But the reason he stopped was because. His tyres had already gone from under him. I, I I think it was handy. Don't get me wrong. I think it was handy to put him on the hard tyre to see mm-hmm. if uh, if it worked for um, if it would work for Max. But let's be perfectly honest here. If it if it had worked, it would have worked for Albon as well. Yeah, it's, it, no, well, it's no, not, That's I, why they tried it with yeah. Albon. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. But I'm just saying, if it if it had have worked, it would have worked, and we, we wouldn't be having this conversation. The top and bottom is he's too far behind Max Verstappen now, and yes. I don't I don't yeah. think it's just that one stop on the hard tyres which has done it.
0: No, uh, I I think it is, and nice. I I think I I actually think they are number 3 in him
2: no i just don't think he's quick enough to be number like to a, be a real number 2 he should what would you do you not think right it, um red bull would have preferred him to be up there i mean to to use if they're going to do it do anything with him use him strategically like make him force bottas into pitting early or something something like that
3: well he was um, up there with bottas into turn 1 wasn't he He was up there with yeah. bottas and then stroll and i think perez got past as well so and and he but was. Look
2: where he went
0: in the race.
3: Yeah, and after his first pit stop.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Comes comes but, out but comes out had, comes but, out in traffic and then gets stuck.
2: No, but he was put, in he was in traffic anyway, so they had to pit him to try and get him some clear air, and then that doesn't work for him. He keeps barbecuing his tyres through the through the thing. I don't dislike. Albon, that's what I, I need to put forward here. But I think the reason people are giving him such an easy ride and going, "Oh well, you know, Red Bull should do more to help him," is because he's nice.
3: No, not at all. If he was, if he's, uh, but but I mean, <laughs> if Albon doesn't deserve a drive, then you're also looking at uh, probably Grosjean should go Giovinazzi,
2: Magnussen. Oh no, yeah. Ocon, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, I think we've covered we, you know. this
1: already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: I agree I I agree with all those statements. Um, Absolutely. But I mean that's half the field gone. But um I know the the difference is I think there's a difference between Grosjean being in Haas and Albon being in the, the second best car in Formula 1 or the third best car depending on what the day is. Yeah, um, I just think I think he would have had
3: a better race if they put him on mediums at the at the first stop rather than hards.
2: Um, I think he, I think he'd have had a better race. I still think he'd have been lapped by Max Verstappen.
1: I think on Possibly. mediums, he'd have cleared the traffic, he came out behind quicker, and then would have been mm-hmm. able to manage them better than he had for the first stint.
3: Yeah, and he probably would have finished behind the racing points, maybe. Or, you know, maybe even might have gotten ahead of them. Who knows? Maybe. Will, we'll never know, because he was put on hards, and that was a really odd thing. To me, I thought it was strange at the time. I was like, hards? What are you doing?
1: It was very obvious but- in practice, wasn't it, that that just was not a tyre.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well if, if I mean, if that's the case then, maybe maybe Red Bull weren't doing it. Maybe Red Bull weren't doing it with even the thought of putting Max on those tires. maybe they maybe they were doing it because they thought, like like Album said himself, he was going through the tires, so the hards were the only option they had to put him on.
3: Yeah, but then they stopped they had to stop him again anyway. They, they would have had to done because of how early they stopped him
2: in the first place. Oh yeah, yeah, it did. It so. didn't work. None of it worked. But what <laughs> the problem is, he's get he got that strategy because of where he was in the first place. And I don't, but I don't. He know had an all right start. To, well, you no, know, because he was behind the racing points, wasn't he? And he couldn't yeah, get, he, he couldn't clear the racing points. And he was in a better car. Well, I don't know that it was a better car.
3: I think max would argue that max is a much better driver than
2: than either of the drivers in the racing points this is my problem and this is where this is why i don't think he'll be in the car next year is because i don't think he's a bad driver i think he's got a lot of pressure on him at the minute because we know what red bull's like as far as pressure goes for drivers the problem is i struggle to wonder from where he is now how he can get himself to the position that race that Red Bull need him to be because they they need a botass. but the prop the problem is any
0: any driver that is capable of winning a race that goes to Red Bull knows instantly I'm going to get Barrichello'd. I think you're probably right. Yeah, I, you, know, you know, you're saying they need a Bottas, but you're not going to, you know, it's it's going to be hard to get one because you walk into a team knowing instantly that you're the number two driver.
2: But this has happened in Formula One for years. Um, it's not new. It's not new. Oh, yeah. Coulthard Kulth- Kul- to Hakkinen, Um Massa and Barrichello to Schumacher. You know, it, it, it's, not, but it's the, not a new thing. But then you've got all the pressure as well that comes with the Red Bull drive. Cool. Yeah, there is pressure that comes with the Red Bull drive, but we've seen from Mark Webber that if you do your job well enough, and even and and even if you are filling that number two role, Red Red Bull aren't a sacky team when you're doing your job. At the minute... But who do I'll, they get to do their job? Oh, no, I, I don't know. This is why I think uh, Perez is probably the best option for Red Bull for a number two driver, because I think he would be because um, what what you really want is you don't want to have to number two somebody it was only on very few circumstances that Weber was actually fully number two'd for Vettel and it was because Vettel was quicker than him most of the time the same with Barrichello and Schumacher it was only a certain number of races where Barrichello was actually properly number twoed because most of the time Schumacher was down the road from him I reckon Perez would be there with with Bottas if you've got Max Verstappen chasing Hamilton down. Perez and Bottas would be together, and that's what Red Bull need.
1: I actually think Perez and a Red Bull potentially could hassle Bottas. Like I don't think he'd be with him. I think he'd probably be quite comfortably up the road.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're right. Oh, I, but, but I still don't think it'll need. happen. No, you, you're probably right, in the pro it won't happen. But I don't see Albon in that car next year. And I can't. The, the, the issue I've got is, I think it's a risk for them to bring either Kvyat or Gasly back into the team, especially because they're going to they're going to want to keep the same team into 2022. And 2022, Red Bull want to be fighting for championships.
0: I I I think Albon will be in the car at the start of next season. Now, what happens after four, or five races or? um or hungry if we have a normal season i have no idea but i think that i think they'll stick with him
2: he's got 1 point more than lando norris who has sorry albon i believe i haven't got it in front of me but i'm sure i read that yesterday 1
3: point more than lando norris and yet lando who's had a podium this year and having a uh let me add, have lab. a look at the standings
4: yeah,
1: that would, that, I would I... say they must be about level.
2: Yeah, correct. He's on one point more. Yeah, but my, my my issue being that Albon's teammate is the closest challenger we have for the World Championship. That's got more points than a Mercedes driver. Yeah, six points ahead of Bottas for
3: Stappen is at the moment. But Albon's on 40, and fourth in the championship, despite not scoring any points in Spain, is Charles Leclerc on 45.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, Leclerc, Leclerc has has picked up the points.
3: Yeah, yeah. Two po- Is it two podiums?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: So you know, a second and a third. He's done really, really well. Lance Stroll is fifth, tied with Alex Albon, and Lando Norris is seventh on thirty nine. And then it's Perez who's missed two races. So you know, it's
0: it's going to be really,
3: really tight in 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 all of the. Uh, and we're back to know, what we predicted earlier.
0: Back to what we predicted earlier: a completely batshit midfield. <laughs> yeah, the top three. The top three. Uh, Charles Leclerc's on 45 points. Valtteri Bottas has got double that
3: uh, in third. Um, Verstappen's six points ahead, and then Hamilton is
2: 37 points ahead of Verstappen. I think that's my issue with the Albon situation. I don't. I, I in that car, he shouldn't be part of the midfield conversation.
3: Well, if he has a good race in Belgium, he's
0: probably fourth in the championship.
1: I want to yeah, say he did at, quite well in Belgium last year. Was it his first race for Red Bull? Yeah, Belgium it was, and I think he brought it, up, brought
0: it home sixth. I have to seeing what happened to one killer? of his friends.
1: Mm. Is it a bit of
0: a tyre killer Belgium? It is, isn't it? Some years it is, some years some, it isn't.
2: Yeah, that might be quite interesting.
1: Yeah, he's not had tyre problems, particularly up until now, so I don't know whether it was maybe just a freak of Barcelona. Mm.
2: See, what I, what I find irritating is is the fact that I think some of the overtakes he's been doing has been really good and some of the mm-hmm. recovery drives he's done has, has been really good.
1: It's that but they're you, necessary.
2: Yeah, it's because they're necessary. And it's then when you when you look at the table, you go, oh, well, that's all right. You know, he was like sixth or something like that and Verstappen was, was third. That's not too bad. And then when you look at it, you go, ah, but he was 70 seconds behind his teammate. You know, the gap's too big. Right, like the gap, yeah,
3: is yeah. Gaps like that is you know, is um you know the gap at the end of the race is.
2: is it's more to than a stint. That's my problem. It's more than a stint on hard tyres. But the problem is
0: with Red Bull. Where are they going to get a get a Bottas from? I, the reason I can't see Perez going there is his money man, whose name I can never bloody remember. Carlos Slim. Thank you. Um, I don't think he'll want his money going into. The Red Bull organization. I think that's
1: not what they need in a driver, is it? They don't need a pay driver. They've got a Dietrich Mateschitz.
0: Yeah, and mm. um, I don't think he'll want his
2: branding associated with
0: uh, with Red Bull.
2: Uh, the uh, the the thing I'd argue with there is if Red Bull wants him and they want to just start paying him like a Formula One driver, then uh, he doesn't need his money man. He he then he then does it on talent. it be it'll be good to see where Perez can get without.
0: As he always says, the sponsor's deciding. Well,
2: I I mean, you're probably right in the fact it probably won't happen. And maybe even a, you know, I think a Hulkenberg wouldn't be a bad idea for for a go. Because the the way I'd look at it is, if I was going in Red Bull, I'd think, well, I am probably going to get number two to um, Verstappen. But if things don't go right, as in the car doesn't end up being like the next Mercedes come 2022, Verstappen's going to jump ship and then Red Bull will be my team. That's what anyone going to that team should be thinking right now, because uh, let's face it, if uh, if Verstappen hadn't won that race last year, probably be driving a Mercedes now. Mm. I'm not sure, but we'll talk about Mercedes anyway.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: A uh, newly lightweight Valtteri Bottas finished the race three kilos lighter than uh, than he started it, and said it was down to the uh, the black overalls,
2: which he was called a racist for saying, which I thought was <laughs> fucking ridiculous. I've
0: no idea who called him that, but black clothing absorbs heat more.
1: Black anything absorbs yes, it heat more. That's that's how black works. Mm. Well,
0: yeah, you know, black things get hotter than you know
3: white things during races and in general sunlight. You know, it's just the way it is.
1: Yeah, hence track temperature is always ridiculously high because tarmac, tarmac is black. Tarmac
0: is black. But um, once again, we see the Lewis Hamilton show. Exceptional. Um, did he act, did he put a foot wrong at any point?
1: Uh, the only th- glitch I remember, and it wasn't on him, was that he had a shitty pit stop.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four, four point four point three. Yeah, I think like I think that. a
1: wheel gun slipped and yeah, they, they took a couple of goes to get the wheel on. But yeah, aside but, from that, they, they
3: had they had enough of a gap. And also, I think that's what that is. That when they double stacked the Mercedes, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, the threat from Bottas behind was gone. He, he he had the gap to Verstappen then anyway. Even when even with a little bit of a sticky wheel gun, but again that wasn't on him and i mean like he he said himself after the race i was just so in the zone i, I didn't even know that was the last lap just like you know <laughs> it, just it oh. was a, yeah what, what was it oh we don't I want to keep going <laughs> basically he was ready to keep going which is but that's that just to me you know like when we've seen drivers in in days gone by you know absolutely you know uh, the the physical wit's end Senna, Mansell, Hakanen, to a certain extent as well, and, you know, like, oh, God, like, you know, absolutely physically exhausted at the end of a race. And then Hamilton's like, oh, I could have gone again, not even, not even
0: sweating on, like, one of the hottest days in Spain.
4: <laughs> <Just> <laughs> at, like,
0: yeah. at least he started taking a water bottle in the car as well because he, he went through that phase um, last year and previously where he didn't have a water bottle and he, sand, he, he, he was panting by about 30 laps in.
3: Yeah, I do remember that, yeah.
0: Because he was trying to, trying to keep the weight down in the car mm-hmm. so much. Um, but um, yeah, you, you just cannot fault anything that, um, anything that he did on Sunday. So, um, you know, we know the car's the best, the best on the grid and it is being driven by the best driver on the grid. 156 podiums. That's one of
3: Schumacher's many dominoes that have stood for a long time now toppled over.
0: I mean, that is, that is a scary number
3: before covid and everything we were saying in the uh, sort of like closed season podcasts of last year that this should be the year that hamilton breaks a lot of, of schumacher's records mm. he should break the amount of wins he should break the amount of podiums those are both gone he can equal the the number of championships so you know we'll it's it's scary we'll, we're going to see what happens as, as the year plays out but
0: that's win number 80, 88 is it yes so he's doubled his race number in wins. I mean, two hundred and fifty-six starts, and there's only been a hundred times he hasn't finished on the podium. He is one and a half times more likely to be in the top three than he is to be outside it.
4: That's a bit yeah. crazy, nuts. isn't
3: it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you consider the the years that he had in that um, dog of a McLaren as well, yeah. And then the, his first year at Mercedes, when he was hardly on the podium at all. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, yeah it's, he was finish, yeah. he was finishing like sixth and seventh. In that first year at Mercedes. I'm
0: um, just uh, just having a look. The first Mercedes was 20, 2013. 2013. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he won, I think he won one race that year. Yeah. Uh, one win and one, two, three, four thirds. Yeah. So it was, do you know what I mean? That's a whole season there where he's had a bad season and he's only been on the
3: podium five times. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's it, it, you can't wrap your head around it.
3: No, um, he's done it in fewer races than Michael Schumacher as well. Um, yeah, so hats off to Lewis Hamilton.
0: He's um, he's he's proving his worth. Uh, uh, and Lila, we are just, Lila hats as it was this weekend. That was that was the new Mercedes yes, one, yes. wasn't it? Yeah
3: but even if okay even if the rest of these races for for you know the, the next triple header even if we have races similar to the one we've just had in Spain we're watching history unfolding here because I'm pretty certain this season will be the one that hamilton equals if not beats the win records
2: and so we've got 3 to go to equal it i mean i i thought during the schumacher era with ferrari that the the only way I could get through that Was um, thinking what you're 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 saying now, where you thought, well, I'm witnessing history. This is a once in a generation thing that happens in a sport, and it's happened twice. Yeah,
3: uh, I mean, I can remember people at the time saying this is insane. You know, Michael Schumacher's got the same amount of wins as Senna and Prost put together. Uh, you know, this will never be beaten, or if it is, it'll take many, many years to be beaten. No, just wait a few years for the young kid to turn up from from Britain. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. wait, <laughs> yes, wait, till, know. wait till the guy that replaces him. This is true. I mean, every, you know, the Mercedes project was, um, you know, the, one of the original Mercedes project drivers was Michael Schumacher. Mm. Um, Mercedes re-entered Formula One in 2010 um, with Schumacher and Rosberg
0: as teammates, and uh, obviously Hamilton replaced Schumacher. Uh, although, and- although according to Ross Braun, if Hamilton hadn't signed and stayed with McLaren, it would have been Hulk.
1: Double Nico, that's a yeah. fun team lineup, isn't it?
3: <laughs> yeah, so did you see Mercedes' response to, uh, to that on somebody uh, on Twitter? It's just like the world wasn't ready for six time world champion Nico Hulkenberg. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, what, one time podium standard would just be good for him at this point. <laughs> yeah, it would have been, yeah. yeah. Are we going to so, yeah. have to change it to uh, Nico Hulkenberg's World of Disappointment?
3: No, 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 because
0: Hulkenberg's he he never comes across as disappointed, whereas
3: Nick Heidfeld always does.
1: (laughs) Nico Hulkenberg isn't disappointed because he is a Le Mans winner.
0: Correct. Is he? Yeah. Wow.
1: Says so on his Twitter and everything.
0: Oh, right. Oh, it must be true then. (laughs) But, yeah, um, Flawless by Hamilton. Um, Bottas did did his job a little... Dodgy off the start, and I think Red Bull managed to out strategise with what they did with Max. I think that Valtteri sort of psyched himself
3: out of winning that race because he, he said before the race that it starts the best chance to get past Lewis. If I can get past Lewis on the first lap, then I've you know i got a good chance of managing this race. And he totally cocked up the start. Uh, from, from the from the front view where the camera's at the end of the straight, I thought Bottas got a really good start and everybody else was kind of towing him. But it, no, but from the aerial view, Bottas didn't get that good a start at all and everybody just, you know, sort of swamped him as he it, as it went into turn one. Um he was kinda lucky not to lose the back end going into out of turn one into turn two. Um but yeah, never really recovered and, and never really looked like he was gonna pass Verstappen.
2: No, which I found strange. I thought I, I thought he was gonna come at Verstappen at one point.
3: I did. I thought he was going to find the pace, but he just didn't. And then when you look at the pace of the other Mercedes, as we were just, just saying then, and Hamilton, he was like comfortable 10 seconds out in front. You know, he, he, he could have cruised
0: around like that all day long. I think he was more than prepared to. Mm. Uh, right, rock stars and wankers.
1: Ooh. Wanker for the rain that did not come, that oh. did not fall on the plane in Spain.
0: Until what was it? About two hours after the race finished, according to Adam yeah. Cooper's Twitter. No to that. Yeah. It's always
4: the way, innit, it? Mm-hmm.
0: Always the way. Yeah, Wet Daleks which is a new, my new EDM act. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, just trying to just trying to think of any others in, in particular. I mean, I suppose you got you got to say Charles Leclerc for doing two laps with his seatbelts undone. Uh, wanker. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's 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 not rock star behaviour. No
3: um, Rockstar star. Hmm, Lewis Hamilton Rockstar Yeah um, We don't like to see A driver just Disappearing into the Distance And you know We want to see Fighting for the lead But when somebody Drives That flawlessly You, you can't really yeah, you, know, you can't You can't say Anything bad against Him really Uh, Rockstar I will
2: say Pierre Gasly Starts to be a bit Of a rock star Yeah Yeah He's He's gluing it back together, isn't he? Uh, Sebastian Vettel and Lance Stroll, I think, can be put in the rock star category. Yeah, go Vettel for a rock star, yeah.
0: Um, sort of semi-rock star for Grosjean for the save, but wanker for being <laughs> in the position where he had to make the save. No, it doesn't even no.
4: warrant a mention. <laughs>
0: It just proves he did learn something off Thibaut Courtois when they were doing all the uh, e-races.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> I thought that was quite a good one. Um, right, so we don't have a race to preview this weekend. God, that that makes a change. It does. So we don't need to do any predictions because it's just as well because I haven't asked for any ones yet. The predictions... So sh- Sorry, Chris. I was, say, I was about to say about say so we sh- so should we shunt?
3: I was just about but, to say the but... predictions
0: are open for the Belgian Grand Prix in um, a week on Sunday. If you feel like entering now, you can always change them beforehand. But apart from that, time to shunt.
2: Uh, it is. I've got one. It's already here. I'm just trying to work out how to pronounce the second name actually. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, get the liquidizer ready. Are these Geiger? Rob Geiger. How do you how are you spelling that? G e i g e r Geiger. Giger. Is it Geiger as in? As in HR, in Geiger, 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 HR Geiger, Geiger
0: or Geiger counter.
2: Right, okay. Uh, yeah, it's, it's him anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> are we ready?
0: I reckon so. I was born. Yay. Yes. Yes. In
2: 1975.
0: Okay, right, okay, so 45 this year.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I started driving a go-kart around my father's dealership when I was six uh, and karting competitively when I was 10.
1: Okay.
2: Right. When I was footy, and I played ice hockey uh, in the NFL superstars and Hall of. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. When I was uh, footy, and I played ice hockey with future NFL superstar and Hall of Famer Paul Karaya? Don't know. K a r i y a.
1: No, I don't know that one. No. How are we spelling that again? Sorry. Is it NFL or
2: NHL? K A -A R I Y A. Right,
0: there is a difference between the NFL and the NHL. One, you're allowed to use sticks. One, it would
1: be more interesting that they were playing hockey together. (laughs)
2: That Um, would be a good mix sport, though, if you smash the two of those together. Hockey
1: slash football slash karting. Yeah. Yes.
2: I was gonna you say, could you do see- it either way as well. You could either just play football on isn't ice, isn't that polo, <laughs> or just let them use them as weapons.
0: You ever seen um, any of the Gaelic sports like hurling?
2: Yeah, like that's hurling's ridiculous. <laughs> isn't there, isn't there a more violent version as well called shinty? Uh, that's the Scottish one. So yeah, it's probably harder. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like a guess,
4: please. I'll bet you right.
1: Forty-five-year-old hockey. What do we think? This name sounds kind of not sort of European.
0: I'm just trying to think of... I mean, obviously, if they played hockey...
1: The Canadian is the obvious y- yeah, yeah. go-to, yeah. isn't it?
0: Any 45-year-old Canadians?
1: We've had we've had Villeneuve Jacques. too often.
0: Uh, it, won't be, it won't be Jacques, because he's in his 50s now, isn't he? Is he, he older? I think, no, I think Jacques's older than me. Um... Right, possibly. I don't um can't think how old Paul Tracy is, but I think he's old. He's older than that. He certainly looks it. Or he had one hell of a paper round.
2: <laughs> <laughs> These are also long
0: clues. Canadian winter. So who should we guess Paul Tracy to start with? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I can't think. I can't think of any other suitably aged Canucks.
2: In 1993, I wanted to join Formula Atlantic, but was denied for being too young. Uh, I, eventually, I was eventually granted a licence, but was only able to enter and exit my car in the paddock. I raced 12 rounds that season, finishing in the top uh, in the top 10 seven times. I
0: mean, Jacques, has, Jacques was in Formula Atlantic, but I'm sure he's older than 45.
2: Mm. I moved up to Indy Lights in 1994 and became the youngest pole winner Uh, uh, and and I won a race that year
0: okay so we are definitely looking at somebody who's made the name more in I'll probably say Indy than in F1
1: yeah
2: I joined Scythe Racing Indy Lights uh, team in 1995 and went on to win 10 of the 12 races, including the first five rounds in a row.
0: It sounds like Jacques Villeneuve. <laughs> what was that, in
2: 1995?
0: No, yeah, 1995. Uh, but wasn't Jacques Villeneuve in full-blown Indy in 1995?
3: In oh, yeah, good point,
0: yeah.
2: I'd like a guess,
1: please.
2: Uh, okay,
0: need, struggling, struggling. here. we need to th- need to throw out the name of a decent-sounding indie driver that got big in the nineties. Uh, late late nineties. Late, yeah, late nineties, around about the time it wasn't on British TV.
1: What's Gilda Ferran? What nationality is he?
0: Brazilian? Ah. Yeah.
1: Probably not a nice hockey player then. In his youth.
0: Unlikely. Unlikely, but I can't think of anything better at the minute. (laughs) Uh, Brian Herter. I'll say yes, because I don't know who that is. Colton, Colton,
4: (laughs)
1: Colton Herter's dad? So Colton Herta is sort of 20-ish, isn't he? So yeah, Brian Herta would presumably be in his mid-40s. Yeah. Why okay. not? Yeah, okay,
0: go, we'll go Brian Herta.
2: I moved up to the Forsyth Racing Team in 1996 when Jacques Villeneuve left for F1. I took three podiums that season, placing ninth in the driver standings and second to Alex Zanardi in the Rookie of the Year standings.
3: Remember earlier on when I was saying I don't watch a lot of IndyCar?
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I didn't watch a lot of IndyCar in the 90s, so...
0: <laughs> I'm carrying this and I watched about as much as you did.
2: <laughs> the only thing I know about IndyCar in the 90s was I had a Nigel Mansell scale extra. <laughs>
3: um, I just. And he to did see- the advert for, for, for... Was it came out of Texaco where he, so he was saying, I know, oh, nearly forgot the bread. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone remember that advert? It's ridiculous. Yep. i to try and find it and post it on our uh, on our chat
0: thread. Oh, I'm gonna that that might have to go up on Twitter. Um, right, yeah. Next, I'm I'm really hoping there's a spaffer
2: <laughs> There isn't. Oh, oh yes, there. Sorry, there is. Uh, <laughs> next season, I won the uh, I won my first race on the Milwaukee Mile, becoming the youngest ever Indy Car winner at the time. I won my second race one week later on the streets of Detroit with Mark Blundell and uh, Mark, uh, Mar- Mar- Maricchio Gilderman. Maurizio Gugelman. Yeah, I yeah, know. It does, doesn't help when you don't know Indy indie car pilots. Well, Maurizio, Gu- Maurizio
0: Gugelman uh, raced in F1.
2: Yeah. Yeah. When was that? 90s.
1: Uh, was uh, it? early 90s It was clearly um, made a lasting impression
2: LaRouche La I was going to yeah.
0: say La- La Russe and possibly Footwork
2: I or think Lo- I, Lotus maybe I think I was I, I, I don't think I started watching Formula 1 in like 1994 end of 94 beginning ninety five. 95 uh, so I don't know maybe, maybe I missed him uh it, it, with his name having a lot
0: of syllables in, you tend to remember it because Murray got excited when he got lapped. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to say it properly with a proper up, upward Murray inflection. Gugelman. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've still got nothing other than Brian Herter at the minute, because that's no. the only name I can pull out that was racing around about those times, and we've already had rely on Yeah.
2: Um, in 1997, I was linked to the Williams Formula One team as a test driver. That same year, I was asked by the CBC to guest commentate on the Canadian Grand Prix, but was told by the FIA I couldn't because I was an IndyCar driver.
0: Okay, so it's definitely somebody Canadian, so I think we can rule Brian Herter out. Brian because... Herter
1: is not Canadian.
0: Yeah.
2: Who... I like <laughs> I like the idea that if the FIA said because no, 'cause you're a dirty Indycar driver.
0: <laughs> did there used to be some major grief between IndyCar and the FIA because uh IndyCar wouldn't sign up and every no. other every other open wheel series in the world did. Wow.
2: Well, um
0: Yeah, but I, 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 I can't no. I'm out. No, um no I'm I I'm, feel
1: like the more information I get, the less chance I have of accidentally throwing out the right answer.
0: Correct. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with my guess that it's a Canadian IndyCar driver. In well, May I 2013,
2: I was named one of Autosport magazines, 50 Greatest Drivers Never to Race in Formula One. It's funny how there's never a 50 Greatest Drivers Never, never to Race in IndyCar list, isn't there? <laughs> never works the other way around. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but back then Autosport was British owned. Now that Autosport's American owned, there might be. <laughs> um. Yeah. Still got not a gr- not a great deal.
1: Hmm.
2: Spaffer.
0: Yes. Yes,
1: please.
2: Tragically, my racing career and life ended on October the thirty first, nineteen ninety nine, at the uh, Fontana Super Speedway. Far too young, and with uh, with much more to accomplish.
0: Oh God! Oh hell! Um, I've got a feeling I know, and I've got a, 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 a. I'm. I'm dreading giving the answer because of what it will. What it will do. But I'm gonna throw it out there. Okay. Dick trickle.
1: Christ. <laughs>
2: I've never heard of that
1: man.
0: <laughs> I know he died around about then. I can't remember if he Imagine was Canadian or not. Imagine
2: how few t-shirts he sold.
1: <laughs> Imagine being called Richard and your surname being Trickle and of all the abbreviations you can have for Rick, for Richard, <laughs> you pick Dick.
3: <laughs> Rich tr- Trickle. Yeah. No. Rick, Rick, Ricky
1: Trickle,
2: no. Richie. Ricky Trickle. No. Yeah. Dick. be <laughs> <It, laughs> absolutely <laughs> So, all right, mate, what's your name? Richard. All right, yeah, what's your surname? My name's Richard. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the
0: only thing vaguely close I've got. Um, am I, are we going with that one?
1: I have no further offers.
0: I have nothing to offer. Are you, I, uh, are you Dick num- Trickle?
2: No, I'm not. I am number 99 and complete stranger to Lee, Greg Moore.
1: Oh, hell yes, I have heard of him.
2: No, I haven't. No.
1: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Sorry, Mr. Moore.
2: Yes. Oh, God. thank you,
0: Mr. Geiger. Yes, thank you for that. How do you send in a shunt?
2: Apparently, and I, I and I've seen this before in IndyCar. Greg um, number 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 nineteen was, reti- uh, uh, was retired. Uh, many drivers still wear red gloves in IndyCar, which is a tribute to him, including James Hinchcliffe.
1: Yeah. Oh, right. Well, Hinch would make sense because he is the Canadian. Yeah. There we go. Yeah.
0: No, I I have heard of him, but yeah, instructions. Sorry.
2: If if you want to send a total shunt to me, you can tweet me at a total shunt in a private message on Twitter. You can send me a private message on Instagram with one. And yeah, just do that because it's easier.
0: That is cool. And if you want to get uh, want to get in touch with the rest of us, we're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, all at 3legs4wheels. Um, email 3legs4wheels at gmail.com. And on Twitter, we are individually...
1: At Sean Cowper.
0: At Flood21. And at Pablo100. Um, there's also another show that you can get that we do nearly every week, because we didn't do one last week, so I'm going to post it up any minute now, um, by subscribing to our Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash wheels you can sign up from as little as one dollar or euro or sterling equivalent a month, and that will get you live streams when we do them uh we've not been able to tonight for technical reasons and um the extra non-formula one show with all kinds of tangents and i can't remember what's on this week's show because we recorded it a week ago um if you're into iRacing, racing then we have a race just about every sunday night eight o'clock uk time we've got a league drop us a line i will not give you the details about that. but this saturday it's the uh, we're doing a special one instead and it's the um indy 250 so if you're on iRacing, racing join in and as well drop us a line if you want to take part in f1 leagues on the pc um playstation and xbox we're trying to trying to get those going so we need the numbers so let me know if you're interested and i'll pass you details on to the guys that are running the leagues for us i think that's got all the adverts in sounds like it and new f1 patch out soon so formula lee hopefully we'll be back next week let's hope so as will we with the uh, preview of the belgian grand prix and anything that happens in the meantime yeah.
1: Yeah. Jam. Sounds about so. right.
0: <laughs> we will. Uh, we will see you then. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye-bye.
1: Bye
4: bye.